when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It's Friday, March 6th, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 297. I'm your host, Austin Walker, and I'm joined by Rob Zachney. How you doing, Rob? Not too bad. Better than a lot of Warren supporters today, unfortunately. Oh, Jesus, Rob. We're going right into <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, wow. Patrick Klepik, how are you doing? <laughs> does, that start, does that start the clock? Yeah. I don't know. No, we don't have to start. No, say, we need that all. We need all 10 minutes. <laughs> or 10 minutes positive. Patrick Klepik, you're here. I am here. I'm here. I, will E3 be here in a couple weeks? Who knows? We'll see. Kato in the booth. <laughs> Nothing? You just got to laugh for me? I just... No, I saw... Oh, wait. You retweeted this. Tulsi Gabbard surges to third. Yeah, Tulsi Gabbard surges to third. <laughs> what? Not wrong. Oh, God. I uh, honestly forgot she existed until... That one delegate popped up. I was like, oh, hey. Yeah, you know. <laughs> she's still here. She's still here. <laughs> she's she, she's still here. <laughs> um, how's everyone doing? You want to do do you want to just put 10 on the clock right away? You want to just jump into it? Yeah, I think yeah, let's just, do we have let's just okay. move on with our lives. Let's just get it going. We might need we'll see where you fit into 10. <laughs> Go. Okay, we're live. We're d- hey, uh, <laughs> since last time we recorded, what are the big things that have happened? While we were recording uh, last time, the Biden endorsements came in from Pete and Amy. Yeah. Right? Um, Correct. I don't know why this- Centrist this, Voltron. Centrist Voltron. Quote, unquote, centrist <laughs> Voltron, which seemed to have great uh, effect. What? what Be- or Be- Beto doesn't- Be- Be- Beto? Beto. Doesn't count? Beto doesn't count. Beto? Beto no, listen, he does not count. Beto. No. Uh, you know, a- a- mm-hmm. after getting uh, exiled from the world of music- <laughs> Uh, I think at this point now, yeah. Go go look up Mars Volta Beto, and I did you not know this history? Did you? Not I didn't know. know. Did not that, know that he I knew he was in Cedric a band. I did not Zavala. know that he was related to. Yeah. Yes. yes. One, uh, one of my uh, one of my greatest moments as a, a child was I didn't get to see at the drive-in the band before Mars Volta because they broke up. But I saw the Mars Volta, and I was confused several times for Cedric at the. Um, venue um, because I had very large curly hair in the way that he does. That's very funny. <laughs> that's very funny. Yeah. I was always more of an out-the-drive-in guy, but that's fine. Anyway. Me, uh, well, I like the first two albums of Mars. Yeah, me too. Anyway. Anyway. Those first two are we can't. This is our 10-minute politics <laughs> minute. <laughs> <laughs> we have to use it. Super, Super Tuesday. Tuesday. Super Tuesday Super Tuesday, Tuesday Biden goes big, which Joe, Joe crushes the South. But not just big. Like, well, we don't he, know. Well, it's, 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 the thing is, it's like there are different degrees of big, right? Because there's the big that 
MSNBC wanted you to believe it was going to be within the first hour. And then there is the big that it actually is, which is still big. But as the numbers from California yeah. continue to come in, as that lead continues to close, as the numbers from from a couple other places even start to even out a little bit more. And as you start to look at some of the stats, it's it's still a very tight race. Uh, but it was a big night for Joe Biden that confirmed a lot of the kind of common sense, common wisdom that that you had about his appeal to especially older black voters, uh, but to the black base in the South in general. Um, uh, well, I can, but can we make that distinction? Because I think yeah. uh, there's been a tendency to use as a, a sort of cudgel that like, oh, well, when the way Bernie talks about his support, it's like, well, what, you're just dismissing all black voters? And it's like, no, like if you actually dig into the numbers, like yeah. there is yes. interesting splits um, generationally. The, yes, like 45 and under true. is like, yeah. he's very competitive there and unsurprisingly. And geographically as well. Yes, totally. Um, like it, like black voters are not a national monolith. Like right. it matters where in the country you are. So there's also regional voting patterns. Right. And you can't, so, you cannot uh, oversell the effect of a Jim Clyburn endorsement. And Jim Clyburn was never going to endorse Bernie Sanders. Their policy differences. And Bernie are, said that. That's, did you see the quote today yeah, from him? That. Where he was yeah. just like, they were like, come on. You know, because there's been this. Critique of like, oh well, why didn't Bernie make more outreach to sort of establishment figures? Like, come, like, like that was ever going to really pan out? They were going to have to come <laughs> kicking and screaming, but they were going to happen. They'll work but even Bernie guy. was he's, like, he's why, why would stuff. I buy? He's like, he's like, I like Clyborne. He's a good person. We have uh, uh, collaborations, but like, let's you know, let's be serious. Like, he right. was not going to endorse me. We're pretty far apart on policy, yes. <laughs> which is like, which it's is true. true. Which why is would true. he waste his time? And it's, and it's true for a segment of like when I think about the older members of my family, like. They are fairly conservative. They vote Democrat, right? But they vote Democrat almost by necessity because for their for for you know there isn't my, my another entire, party, right? Exactly, exactly. And they're going to support the members of the party that line up with with their. A lot of black conservatism is in some ways a, a mixture of. Uh, cynicism, earned cynicism, uh, safety mechanism, a d the desire for stability, which is all understandable for folks who grew up in, you know, under the shadow uh, of Jim Crow, who grew up under the shadow of a struggling civil rights movement, and the and who grew up to see like even the, the leaders of even people who supported the civil rights movement in name would often go on to support policies that did not actually help, you know, uh, defend us from the the ways in which. Uh, Capitalism in the 1980s, 90s, and, and through through today continues to prey upon uh, uh, black folks, and I think there's a degree of of just like familiarity feels safer. Um, Bernie, there are different types of white folks. Uh, Bernie is not a particularly familiar type of white folk. Biden is very much the devil you know. Like mm -hmm. you know that motherfucker yeah. is going to vote for some shit you don't like. Guess what? So is everybody else. And with this one, I know who it is. And so I, I get where that comes from because I know it intimately. Um, well, and it also feels to me like there's an element of in the Congressional Black Caucus, what you have is also a lot of politicians who you might consider like machine, machine politicians, politicians. Uh, exactly this. as well. Yes. Like where like, again, we live in a deeply structurally racist uh 
country and where the Democratic Party tends to elevate and elect black politicians really heavily uh, is also very self-interestedly. Yes. Um, where, can and, some, where can we bring someone in who's going to maintain the continuity of our strength and not challenge it? Who's going to extend our reach and not offer their own? And that is very much, I think, what we've seen historically there. And, and if you're from a place like that, if you are a black person who has ambition and who wants to represent your community – you have a choice to make. Do you work with that machine or do you not? And a lot of folks have decided to work with that machine, which which I get even go if listen, I go listen go listen the Oh, oh, the waypoints we did like a year and a half ago on The City, the podcast yes. series about USA Today, yeah. digs in deep to like the compromises that black politicians often have to make to accrue some semblance of power and become part of and the machine. And autonomy, yeah, definitely. But that also does mean they begin moving into the – Elements of Democratic Party politics and policy that do begin to favor more centrist uh, positions and do begin to represent the interests of uh, corporations and finance as much as they do, if not more so, uh, vulnerable members of their own community. Like this is a this is complicated political right. terrain. Also, frankly, a lot of them just disagree on ideology. They just do. Like I I yep. think it's important to talk about the senior black members of the Democratic Party and and you know especially older black voters as agents unto themselves because they're human beings. They are not a monolith. They are not uh, something that's being like led by a leash. That's not. It's gross when I see even left, especially leftists fall into the trap of talking about that that voting block as somehow not a, a collective group of people who are still making decisions. Um, they just disagree. They come – they are more conservative writ large. Regardless, this is a big part of why Biden had such a big night and I think for a lot of folks it was deeply demoralizing. A lot of a lot of people in, in the Bernie camp, a lot of people in the Warren camp too obviously um, and I guess there were some people in the Bloomberg camp technically. Uh, shout outs to America Samoa um, because – you know, Bloomberg got his- eight full time on the ground employees working American Samoa. Amazing. I Amazing. think someone saw it worked out to like it was a very like efficient $250, $250 a vote or something. Yeah, like, my understanding like, is it's just in terms of delegate count, it was more efficient than any other delegates on the, <laughs> on the table. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, the I think for a lot of folks who came into this with Bernie surging up until the day before, you know, coming off of the huge Nevada win, uh, even with the kind of slowdown of South of uh, South Carolina. Am I right on that? South Carolina was the one before in between yeah, yeah. Nevada. OK, uh, I think people wanted to see the haymaker knockout blow. And that was not what we got for sure. Well, um, part of it is. The thing that was really kind of unfortunate here for Bernie is that none of the centrist candidates got any traction yeah. uh, except for Biden, really. And so we came into this like we came into this at a moment where Buttigieg needed to show something in South Carolina. He needed to have some uh, vindication that he could connect with uh, conservative uh, Democrat, uh, conservative Democrats and uh, black Democrats. And he really came through with neither. And at that point, mm -hmm. it was pretty clear to both him and Klobuchar that like these campaigns were not going to end in a presidency, at which point they literally had their moment of like greatest influence. Like, you know, these are people with uh, career ambitions and are looking forward to a long future in democratic pol politics. And unfortunately, there was no longer a path forward for them. And the scary thing that as 
as a block, Bernie voters had demolished these disparate uh, centrists in the the previous two uh, contests in some ways. Mm-hmm. But once those blocks consolidated and, uh, you know, I think is it is it official? Like, is it now known that like Obama's putting in uh, uh, like phone calls to Buttigieg to like help uh, get this deal done? There was a conversation. There was a con- my understanding is there was a conversation, but that that conversation does not mean did not necessarily include. It was more of a hey, you got to weigh your choices, bud, and less of a here is the choice I would weigh if I were you. Um, I think there yeah. was some stuff going around on Twitter that made it seem as if there was a little more pressure on the on the scale than than there actually was. But I still think getting that call from Obama in that moment is oh yeah the sort of soft pressure that that time to Obama, hang it up. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and once those blocks consolidated, uh, you know that was that was going to like. We were always going to get here, probably, unless the unless like Klobuchar and Buttigieg had uh, kept moving. Bonus five minutes. We need ten. Bonus 10 we minutes? need ten. Okay. <laughs> we got to do. That's we got to do a twenty-minute, ten-minute podcast minute. Twenty-minute, ten-minute yeah. politics, po- politics <laughs> minute. Yeah, I said podcast politics minute. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, and continue, Rob. I'm sorry, our alarm went off. Yeah. No, I mean, so it, it's just it's. Like strategically, the entire thing made perfect sense, and it is deeply frustrating to see uh, the Democratic Party begin to mobilize to fight off uh, Bernie and its younger voters. Uh, but at the same time, like from the standpoint of where all the campaigns were at, what happened was kind of inevitable. Yeah, right. Like if and, like it didn't require ways, a great deal. It was deal better for it to happen earlier rather than later like if we're gonna have the fucking fight let's have the fight um, yeah. then have it have it now well, they're like, two different I mean, questions. it could have happened right after super tuesday <laughs> like wednesday would have been a great would moment have been a great for yes uh the thing that bums me out the most about this and also just to be clear we are adding 10 more minutes just 100 percent be clear yeah uh we uh it, the thing that bums me out the most is that we're not going to get a debate between now and the next round of primaries on Tuesday. Um, that when is the next debate. Uh, the 15th, I want to say, but I could be off by that. It's it's between, I think, the next round and then <laughs> am I off? <laughs> I just want to say, I, no, 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 no. Uh, just, I, I, I Googled for next debate. First headline I saw, DNC, DNC says debate threshold will go up after Gabbard clears yep. previous mark. Of course. <laughs> You're out. <laughs> Tulsi, no. Tulsi, go home. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's Tom Perez can't really figure out a rule system to make any of this make sense, but here we'll just start Calvin balling it. Let's just uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, if we're gonna do it, if we're gonna make it up as we go along, we're gonna make it up. The the March March fifteenth March fifteenth is right. So so yeah, I would have I would have definitely preferred that to happen before the or a debate to happen before the next round of of primaries because to Patrick's point. What we're going to get now and, and what Sanders has basically said he's wanted for a minute now is like head to head. Let's have the conversation. Let's have the policy debate. Um, I don't think it's a mistake that Jim Clyburn has said that Biden needs to focus less on less on policy in in his campaigning, which is ironic since policy has not been a a uh, a, a 
what do you call it? A um uh, a load bearing structure of his campaign <laughs> that has not been one of his his you know foregrounded elements. He's mostly been about feeling, mostly been about safety, security, knowing Obama. He obviously has some policy stuff that he's put out there, but that is not he is not Elizabeth Warren. He's not Bernie Sanders. He you know honestly he's much more like a Pete Buttigieg, which is about a- appealing to to feeling and and kind of sense of of security and 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 whatever. Um, and that is. That is the the lo- a debate is the location in which Bernie can force that conversation to be about policy, or hopefully moderators will. Though who who the fuck knows at this point? And on a policy conversation, I think I think Biden looks pretty bad. Um, but we'll see. Um, it'll be curious to see because the next uh the next round of votes are March tenth, and that includes uh, Idaho, Michigan, Michigan yeah. Mississippi, Missouri, North Dakota, Washington. Which really Michigan is the prize. You know, Bernie pulled off a big upset. Last time, and if he can't hold, yes. you know, I think he still has the lead there. And if he loses Michigan, that puts everything in a, you know, he, he can be, look, regardless, he'll be able to drag it out yeah. as long as he wants because he will be, uh, quote, unquote, competitive in the same way that he was in 2016. But in terms of, like, credibly being able to, you know, get a plurality, like, that's going to be tough if he loses. And he has said he would he would support Biden if Biden goes into the election with a plural, plurality. Sure, he, he, is did not, it, he did it last 100%. time. He's, he's going to do it this yes. time, too. Um, um, and I don't even mean support him in the general. I mean, he wouldn't try to contest the election, even if neither of them right. ends up with uh, a majority. I, just to, to zoom out for a second and talk a little bit about, like, what this I want to go back to the night of Super Tuesday as people like feel bad online <laughs> um, because you want that knockout blow and instead you get the kind of pushback. You see the the kind of comeback for, for Biden happen. You see a lot of a Democrat Party, uh, uh, you know, uh, senior members coalesce around him, support him. You see the the kind of centrist wing of the party, which is very large and very influential. So so much so that we often just reduce it down to to the the establishment. And this is what we mean when we say the establishment. We don't necessarily mean the administration. We mean the party leaders. And you should know what that means at this point. Um, I think that it it was really disheartening, and I think it was partially disheartening for a lot of us. I can speak for myself here, which is for fifteen years is like my entire adult life. Um, I've been like the idiosyncratic leftist in the group, right? Uh, for my years in college, for my years post-college, especially as I was getting into grad school. Like when I'm hanging out and playing magic cards with people, <laughs> I'm the one who is the socialist. And I think that's true for a lot of people. That is not necessarily – it is not – socialism has not been popular in this country for a long time. Um, and in some ways that you definitely ended up having that Adam Sandler moment of like this is how I win. Look at this. Holy shit. Like we're, we're – things are coming together our way and you want that knockout blow because you're so fucking tired. You're just exhausted and you want to like prove that the the history is moving in a new direction. And when you don't get that, it can feel like, oh, fuck. It was all for nothing. It's all over. Biden's going to like cream us and everyone's coming against us. Look at how hard it is. And my answer to that is like it ain't never been easy. Like you – can't be here for just the presidential election if these are your politics. In fact, part of why I support Bernie or just winning or just winning, right? That's the thing. The reason there's there's there's, I, there's winning, there's winning, and like uh, Scott Benson had these two great tweets that I think um, put a little bit of this in perspective. Um, he's follow, follow Scott, Scott Benson. Benson. Uh, Bombs fall. Uh, 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 <laughs> good good fall. Yeah, or good follow. Um, also, if you want to see what you know, watch a house get um, yes. rebuilt. His yeah. renovation um, thread is great. Um, 
And so he wrote this on, on Super Tuesday as he was dealing with electricians and not watching politics. But um, his two tweets, what uh, what has happened is unthinkable. Like, no false positivity here. This is something I would have laughed at, the suggestion yes. of 10 years ago. As part of the largest wall of the left, we're in a place we have rarely been in U.S. history, a half century since at least. Own it and be proud. Um uh, if you think a socialist coming in right behind the entire institutional might of liberal capital in the U.S. is a big defeat, then you might want to take a look at the past every election. Yes. This is huge, which is like not to – and this is – he's done. But like, yeah, I think echoing to your point of like it is not that you can't be upset and angry. A hundred percent. But carry feel, that energy. by what has happened. Yes. Carry that same energy because that's the energy that brought us here to begin with and that you'll need even if we win. Like, mm -hmm. this is not something that wins at a presidency. The entire reason I support Bernie Sanders, the entire reason I'm a leftist is because I understand that change happens on a continuous scale. It doesn't happen all at once. It doesn't happen with the Hail Mary pass and then you win the touchdown and you win the game. There's always another season. There's always another another fight to have, often against the people you elect, often against the people you root for. You know, it, it, is, it is not for nothing that it has become a, a kind of See Obama. thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I vote for my best enemy, right? Like that is the, the thing you do. You put into power the person you trust the most, but also the person who you think you can hold accountable and fight against and mold over the future. Um, and so if you're in it, you're in it. Um, I guess the last thing we should hit with however, how much time do we have left? Like a minute? Yeah. Uh, Warren thoughts as Warren drops out today? Yeah, we're not squeezing that into a minute. Give me some. Um, <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, I think it is a – where things ended up with Warren is really complicated. And I think the flop of her campaign is probably one of the most disappointing parts of the cycle for me. Um, I think because it does demonstrate how really little appetite there is, even in the center left, mm -hmm. for – actual like left leaning policy right like what what warren was holding out in a lot of ways was we need to strengthen and sort of rebuild a lot of our regular regulatory apparatus that's been destroyed since the reagan years and that is something that a lot of people i think would consider themselves doctrinaire democrats probably believe that is probably something that at some point they have supported through the, through their votes right these are the these are things that uh even you know someone like barney frank who's who was generally very pro finance throughout his career tended to support and warren was somebody who's offering a more left-leaning version of that and appeared to be really set to take the fight to the banks and that just got nowhere like it the the position sort of being halfway between Bernie and the uh, sort of the center of the Democratic coalition appears to have no one there mm -hmm. or at least it appears to have uh, sort of no natural na no natural affinity for Democratic voters and that's the thing that has been really disappointing is that what's what seems to have happened is that a lot of the people who would have been Warren supporters reached the conclusion at some point that Bernie was probably a better total package, right? That was certainly me. Um, you know, Warren, when she spoke about like, you know, I talked a little bit about this on Twitter. When Warren talked about foreign policy, she didn't seem particularly interested and she tended to still like mouth the bromides that we've been hearing for the last 20 years of forever war. Right. Um, and there's simply like we, we cannot afford 
to continue operating that way. We can't afford to continue seeding the ground uh, to people who are always, you know, beating the drum for the next intervention being the good one. And my fear was that with Warren's sort of caution on that front, she would cede that policy ground. And so that was one of the things that put me over in the Bernie camp. What concerns me is that she didn't seem to grab. She she lost voters to her left, but she didn't seem to grab any from the center left. And that has been really demoralizing to see. Yeah, definitely. We're out of our 20 minutes, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, you know, Warren has dropped out. Uh, she, uh, I think her statement to her staff just hit. Um, no endorsement as of as of 11:40 a.m. Uh, we'll see. And just. I think Sanders supporters, like if you've been out there, uh, you know, opining about Warren a great deal and what you think of her, um, maybe sit out the outreach part <laughs> of the program to Warren voters. Mm-hmm. Um, Focus on the, can't, yeah, there, catharsis well, isn't isn't politics sometimes. Catharsis is necessary, and also, no, but, but also, like you can't you, you can't be like it's, a lot of people have been out online for for a while with the, with their thoughts on the Warren campaign and their thoughts on her. You can't come to Wednesday morning and be like, Warren supporters, you know, I love you guys. You can, we'll welcome, we'll welcome you with open arms. Uh, maybe not the right messenger for that would be, would be my thought. Maybe, maybe leave that for, uh, maybe leave Warren voters to sort of figure this out for themselves. I, I mean, I think there's a place, I do think there's a place for this. Like when John Drake on Twitter is like, hey, I'm, I guess I'm coming into Bernie. I think you can be like, hey, we're here, we're here for you. But but I don't I and I think yeah, there's a place. But that, starts, ah. that starts with John Drake coming to that conclusion, right? Yeah, that totally, totally. But I, that but doesn't I, start with me like Monday being like Warren needs to drop the fuck out, right? Well, like, what's more doing? If you want to yell at Chuck Wendig and see if you can get yourself blocked, like absolutely, go for it. like go <laughs> for it and just see what happens. I don't I don't personally know a woman who is not outraged by the Chuck Wendig. Warren is my mom stuff. I don't like in my life. I don't know one. Every every woman I talked to brought it up to me as being like, "Fuck this guy specifically." Um. Anyway, it's good when allyship goes wrong. It's it's tough, <laughs> man. I'm a huge supporter of women. Just, my mom was a woman. My, <laughs> God. All right. We should we should have a podcast about video games also because we played some. All right. Where do we want to start? Mm. Did you play that? Did anyone here play that Final Fantasy demo? Yeah, it did. You did. Played it last what do y'all think? We should, um, uh, let's take a break. The demo I let's take it. a break. That was long <laughs> enough that we could take a fucking break, and then we'll come back All and right. talk about podcasts or video games. Talk about podcasts. I'm starting a new podcast. Talk about, about podcasts. All right, BRB. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Final Fantasy VII Remake Demo. 
conversation and thoughts. Let's the go. E, Final Fantasy demo, the E3 demo that has been put on PSN for other people to play, which is that's I, pl- I played this demo <laughs> like a year ago, as it turns out. Um, Same one. Yeah, the demo that is. Yeah, it's the only thing that's not in this demo from what I played at E3 last year. I mean, certainly it's like probably a newer build, you know, cleaner, yada, yada, yada. But mm-hmm. um, the only thing that was not in what I played last year was uh, the like brief escape sequence when you're. When you've set the bomb at, at that point, after you fight the the boss, um, it, it just like, you know, cuts to credits so they could rotate the next group of people. Sure. In. But sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a, a, a short um, 30 to 60 minute uh, demo, kind of depending on how like quickly you wrap yourself around the, the combat and deal with some of the longer um, fight sequences of Final Fantasy VII's, uh remake, which was supposed to come out at the beginning of March and is now coming out at the beginning of April. Um and yeah, I have seen a lot of. Uh, it's been fascinating to watch people like actually reckon with the reality of a Final Fantasy VII remake as opposed to the fantasy of a because even now with trailers and screenshots and interviews, it's still different to sit down and uh, encounter it yourself. And I don't remember if we talked about this because Kato, you were producing at uh, E3 and not talking as much. But yeah. um, like, what is your own history with? Because I think everyone has, like, a Final Fantasy. Right. And Seven is certainly up there for me as, like, w- the ones that are, like, really important. And I can get into that. But I'm curious where it falls for you. Uh, I've, I feel like I've told this story before. But Seven is one that I never got to finish due to a uh, scratched disc uh, that I, bar- oh, I, I borrowed. It, I borrowed the PC The second version. or the third disc? Oh right, you did tell this story. Yeah. Right, you have told yeah. the story. Yeah, it's it's it, the PC version was over like five discs or some shit. Uh, you know what's um, <laughs> so? I was reading. Um, I might be doing some interviews uh, with some folks uh, working on the remake for a feature, and so I was reading the Wikipedia on Final Fantasy VII just to try and brainstorm ideas. And one of the things that I noticed was there's a section about the PC version because uh-huh. Square. When they made the decision to partner with Sony over Nintendo for Final Fantasy VII, um, they signed, you know, this ex- not even really an exclusivity. I mean, they did sign exclusivity, but to make it so it couldn't go on the Saturn, but it, like it couldn't logistically even appear on the N64 because of the cartridges. Right. But so their deal didn't cover the PC. And so Square, you know, established like a U.S. studio to program the uh, the PC version, which eventually was published by Eidos Interactive yeah. before they got um, acquired by uh, Square, and the the code was so mangled that they basically had to reprogram basically <laughs> the entire game in order to make it function on the PC, and the source code for the PC version then became the base code used for every port oh, wow. since. So, like, when wow. you play the game, like, on your Vita or your Switch, the legacy of that code... You know, it's Wikipedia, so, you know, maybe that's not, you know, 100% truth, but um, the, it seems that the legacy of the, the that that kind of mangled PC version, uh, which was fine for the time, um, is that it allowed, you know, all the other versions to to later exist, which is kind of... That's very <laughs> like funny. A, a ...interesting fact. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, so wait, tell me about, about the demo, what y'all th- thought about it. Are you are you excited now for the full release? Yeah, or? I really, I really enjoyed... So, I... I played through 15 and you I've, beat 15. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the the only two Final Fantasies that I've ever beaten, 10 and 15. Okay. Weird ones. There's a Ten's lot of great. them. It's, I can imagine. <laughs> huh? yeah. 10 is super I, I, I love 10. 10 is t- 10 would be yes. my like Final Fantasy cuz I, I just haven't uh the other ones that I've played are 12 
uh, and I touched like three once, but like, and like it, it was, it was bar- I was whatever. borrowing it from a friend and had to give it back. Yeah, and you should go far. back and play that. Like, if you like, ever get it, like, if they, I don't think it's on Switch, um, no. but if they ever did like a, even just like on the Nintendo Online or yeah. what, you know, the, the the stuff, like if they put out, like Final Fantasy 6 is like, sorry, seven you is, said three. Uh, you mean three or do you six mean six? slash three. I'm asking what Kato You mean, you, you, it was, you gotta mean that. Yeah, right? That's okay. how that worked? Yes. But, Final but Fantasy three, three on the Super Nintendo is Final Fantasy VI, six yes. technically, but it was the third one released yes. in the yeah, US. Yeah, 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 right, yeah, yeah. right, right. I didn't know if you um, meant the 3D remake, but I did that uh, actually come out? Or am I imagining Did they do that? a proper 3D remake? Or am I thinking of no, they, I don't that think for, they did, they did that, that You're right. They only did that for 4 and 5, right? Yeah, 6, yes. because okay. 6, I think, is kind yes. of squares kept in their back pocket. No, like, I didn't mean 6. I meant real 3. I was trying to figure out if Connor somehow played... But anyway. I don't think no. That's, I, yeah. I guess uh, I, I was I was just saying that I think they've they've kept six slash three in their back pocket of like if you were ever going like essentially you could if you did a quote remake of six slash three it would basically be a new game huh. to huge audiences and right, I keep hoping right. that at some point they'll just say they'll get desperate and be like ah you know what's it's harder to make a new one we'll just go make six slash three because you know what Kefka's a we just cool have to call villain. it was, we have to call it six because <laughs> three is available now three was remade on the DS right. it's available okay. on okay. Steam alright 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 right. right. okay anyway uh, okay. the one the, with the train the one that's with the, the clown? one we mean yeah, yeah the one with the clown and the train you can <laughs> suplex a train we live in a society in Final good Fantasy. great yeah. uh huh <laughs> Fuck. Kefka My favorite scene down from Joker stairs. when he suplexes the train. Yeah, exactly. That's who Joaquin Phoenix got that, uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, the, uh, you played 15. Right. And so, like, this has, like, a kind of similar combat setup, but something about the the, the cadence of this one, to me, felt better. Mm-hmm. Just to, because it's, uh, it's like an uh, action, action RPG, I guess. Uh, but... There's it's got turn-based elements. Fifteen, you can't pause, right? Right, right. Uh, this one, you can truly even when you go in menus. Remember. I remember it does slow motion or something, doesn't it? Does it not? It, does maybe it slow it down? Maybe I don't right. think so. Am I? Maybe I'm misremembering. But like to me, I remember go, doing right, you talk, a lot you, of like frantic menuing while also are you moving not thinking around. Of Kingdom maybe. Hearts. Yeah, I mean, maybe, <laughs> that's the thing, though. Yeah, that's the thing, yeah, right? Yeah. Like that's where kind of this, uh, this, um type of combat where there's like a menu and you're doing action stuff kind of originated yeah. right like as far as i can as far as i know uh, correct me if i'm wrong but um but i think that this this one feels because there's like different options for the like regular attacks in a way that uh aren't quite they're nowhere near the sort of like combo nest that you can get with um with like an actual like character action game, mm-hmm. but they're like one extra step of like there's there's a little bit of wiggle room here where the there's like the one combo that you can do basically, and then there's uh, like a, a secondary like wide attack. You mean you mean hits hit square or hold or hold square? square? Yeah, yeah. But you can do that. You can <laughs> string those two together in a way yeah. where basically what those are are like focused attack and wide attack, right? Like area attack, mm. but um. And, you know, it's just, like, one of those things where they strung, they, they let you string them together well enough that that combat isn't always always mashing square the way that uh, Kingdom Hearts can get, you know? Um, well, you can do both, right? Like, right. I think it, it better runs the, like, at least in the hour I've, you know, this demo I've played twice now. I, whereas with Kingdom Hearts, I found myself 
quickly defaulting to just mashing because it's like right. it's fine like whatever whereas like in Final Fantasy it's mash the, and then you AOE like uh, uh, spells is for area effect and like in this one you, it lets you have both of those things before you hit spells because spells are locked behind you filling a meter anyways so it's just like well, also the you... other. It's also like it, it, instead of like in Kingdom Hearts, where every ability is sort of centralized on the main character. Yeah, they're distributed amongst other characters. It's like I mean, it's really like all one character, but like they're just distributing it among different characters, right. so that you're forced to kind of like swap around between them. Although I'll find I'll be curious if you felt this way, Kato. Um, Barrett, not fun to play as at all. And most is just like, all right, go do your thing, Barrett, and then I'm gonna swap back to Cloud so I can go do swingy swingy. Like it was like more. Yeah. I found his sword combat and his abilities to be. Um, and the, the fact that you can switch between a, uh, offensive and defensive stance, like basically like a heavy and a light stance. Yeah. Um, although like the heavy stance, when you block, he does an automatic, um, like there's just more variety to clouds combat in this like opening sequence. Maybe Barrett gets more interesting as you go along. Later. Maybe if you have, that's what I know, wonder how characters. those abilities, like if you're gathering more abilities later or how that whole system works. Cause Is I don't remember anything. Materia about... just straight up in the game again. Or I not? think so. Do you see a materia? That's oh, how you get you're spells, not slotting right? Materia. I think not in the, in de- the not demo. in the demo what? at least. I I didn't yeah, see I don't the, know how the actual system works. Yeah, hmm. that's a that's the this thing is my about- biggest question about this game, right? right? Because I am I am someone who loved Final Fantasy VII when it came out, like, um, and then when I tried to go back to it, I didn't like it, like. At all, I liked mm. the elements of the story. I, I got through Midgar the last time I played through, mm. um, but I did not get much further than that. And the big reason for that for me was while uh, when it first came out, what I loved was I can basically break this game with materia. There by the end of that game, like what is a fight? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you have enough combos and enough weird um, builds where you're just basically the the characters are basically their limit breaks plus the materia you've put on them. You're not doing attacks. You're not like their weapons have some effects and they look cool and you have a favorite character because they have story bits, mm-hmm. but you don't necessarily like the characters don't feel mechanically distinct from each other right. because they're not really beyond limit breaks right. and weapons. Um, and by the end of that game, his material is so powerful that, just, that shit doesn't matter. So I'm curious, most curious about this is like, will Barrett, Tifa and Cloud feel like distinct characters as you level them up, as right. you get more and more materia, if that system's even in the game the way it was. And if it isn't, that's a pretty big that's a pretty big move mechanically away from what that game is. And I think a lot of people are going to be really focused and interested in how this game differs from well, the original Final Fantasy 7. Well, and I and I'm just curious if if I wonder if the demo is illustrative of how that expansion will happen in which, yes, you have other characters, but primarily they expect you to play as Cloud. Yeah. And so that you are right. essentially playing as, like, you could play as, there's nothing, you know, mechanically stopping you from switching to Barrett and just playing as him. And then, uh, you know, letting Cloud do his thing and, and giving, you know, uh, telling him what moves to do and giving, you know, having him cast spells. But really, like, the mechanical depth, hmm. you know, again, only in this first hour is like, otherwise, like, Barrett is like, it's a lot of charge attacks and then waiting for that stuff to charge up again right. or like holding Which, down square to spam a, a, a Gatling gun. And again, maybe that stuff changes over time, but like my, it, my, if you, if I had to like guess right now, it's going to be a bunch of support characters that are like mildly right. interesting, but they don't want to interact with for more than 
30 seconds before you go back to Cloud and he becomes sort of like the thrust that that drives hmm. all of the action. I saw someone saying that there was a that like to get the most out of the combat you did require to switch over between characters so that you could stagger enemies and stuff like that but y'all didn't yeah. feel like that. Oh, yeah, no. But that's a short thing. No, you do. You definitely okay. do. Yeah, and it's just like yeah, because of because Barrett's abilities so far are like big like they're they're very uh, you know, um, what's the word I was looking for? He's not a glass cannon. The other one, there, it's burst damage, right? Okay. It's like all yeah. at once, and then you switch back, right? Gotcha. But uh, I've noticed the the AI doesn't attack as frequently as a human does. Like it'll stop and take mm. rest and like move around. So like if you need to be attacking something at range, you absolutely need to just be on Barrett and holding holding his minigun. Um, gotcha. But it definitely feels like it's like this is a small break in the combat flow from you you being cloud rather than like these are uh, mechanical differences that I'm making. Like I'm making choices here to be Barrett for something strategic. It's more like, oh, there's a break because the enemy got too far. Right. I'm going to be Barrett for a bit. And that's cool. He's got a big gun. Going to do some spells. Um, but yeah, mostly it does feel very much built like cloud is your character and you're switching away. And I feel like that. I wonder, given like, like other characters more like melee focused, uh, stuff, like because the like combo stuff and like the stance stuff with Cloud feels pretty good. Whether or not similar things will be in those other characters, just, and they just like couldn't well, didn't just, figure something out and bear it, you know. I, I I think like the most like the most mechanically interesting characters just don't have the possibility to be in this like first part of the remake because right, you right. don't meet them in Midgar. Right, <laughs> like right. when I think about uh, you know um, you know uh, you know enemies you know or characters that use guns or uh, uh, was it Yuffie Yuffie Yuffie, Yuffie yeah. um, like she seems like she could be a really fun like super fast like constantly switching stances toward a right. sort of character but you know she's someone you don't I forget the exact time God, of you think that they'll seven, but it's break it up so that. Th- you get like three characters in part two and then another set in part three. Cause who's left? Vincent, uh, Ketchy, yep. uh, Yuffie, Kate Sid. Sith. Kate Sith. Yeah. Ketchy, but Kate Sith, which is what we all called, <laughs> called them in, in <laughs> when I was a child. What yeah. Uh, what else? Who else? Vincent, y- uh, Yuffie, Sid. Uh, maybe that's it. Is that, oh, Red, Red 13 is in this game. My right. understanding is not playable, as they've come out and said. Huh. Not in, not in this one, yes. but it will yeah, of course. Um, be playable. Yeah. Um, I think that that's the crew. I think that that's the squad. So so what does that split look like then? Is this just going to be two things? Or? No, it has to be three. There's three. No, ah. yeah. They've said. Have they said three, or do we just think three? I think they've said not two, and they just <laughs> haven't said oh, don't do four be beyond that. <laughs> Y'all better not. Hell, better not. I am. I am like of so many minds. Uh, also, by the way, I looked it up, and obviously, no one knows in the final release. But they released a screenshot on their official page late last year that says Materia will help you win fights in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Here's where I uh, here we're equipping the elemental Materia, which adds elemental damage to Cloud's weapon. Certain Materia allow your characters to use magic, and different Materia can even be linked together. And they show like the Materia screen, mm-hmm. and this is just like straight up lightning Materia that just goes in. Into Cloud's Buster Sword, and that just does, or Ice Materia, and that just does ice damage instead of it being a thing where you're like, ca- that means that Cloud can cast 
ice one or whatever, you know. I wonder uh, if that's... Uh, what the fuck is the... Does uh, it mean both? Well, it looks he like... Can, he can, like can, yeah, he can cast fire. I, my suspicion is there will be different specific right. materia for casting. Right. And then, but the, yeah, and then different for... Sense. And I, my guess is that they're going to move away from just cast, 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 which is like what that game was. Right. Um, no, but, yeah, they already have... Well, also because... Is yeah. locked behind the uh, ATB system, right? Right. So you're building up a meter. Yeah, I mean that that's you, how that's how it was. But you couldn't no, but like that was just your turn. Right. Right. This is you're doing attacks and order to see. fill that meter I see, I up, see. and then once that I meter gets filled up, that's when you can cast. Spells. So it's not an ATB system. It's no, no, no. A, that's just what, a, they, that's what the name it's is. It's a super meter. Yeah, basically. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a two. At least in in the demo, each character has two two sections. A, a, me, a meter, and each of those will let you ca- use an ability or cast a spell. Spells also take up MP, so like you yeah. can't just even if you you're quickly refilling oh, that ATB, you will listen. Not there were ways around it. it. You, there were ways around <laughs> it in the in the back in the day. You don't worry about that that MP. <laughs> but, I got you. But so yeah, they've they they've cool. got it. It's it was. Uh, I really I really enjoyed the kind of flow of it of like keeping an eye on how much. ATB I have so that I can you know that that is a pause when you go into that command screen, yeah which is good um and uh I don't know I really enjoyed just like the 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 differences I know and like again like this is not a combo based game but like the small differences that you could do even were appreciated given that it's already just kind of like you're They've they've extrapolated. You have, to, you have to build. You have to build off each other. Yeah. Right. right. There's a, com- right, there's a totally. combo system in the sense that like one of the first mini bosses you come across is like you know one of the characters conveniently shouts uh, or Barrett is, is usually <laughs> the one giving you when he's not saying suck it and being a stereotype uh-huh. like in the uh, the, uh-huh. the Mr. T- the Mr. Tification of Final Fantasy se- of of Barrett is alive and well because thirty seconds into the first fight suck it suck <laughs> it's t- it's they have done zero, like zero. Um, at, le- at least there's no indication here that there is going to be any attempt to revisit that character's n- like very 90s uh, 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 black stereotyping to try and uh, and so it's. I mean, it is what it is, I guess. But it's like, man, that's a big asterisk that like it is what it is, and it's uh, <laughs> frustrating. But um, you know, he points out that oh, this character is going to be you know weak to lightning and. Uh, so yeah, you'll have like, uh, in the, at least in this sequence, and I don't know how it'll play out when you have access to more, um, magic and like if some, if some will be all exclusive to certain characters, if, you know, in like a lot of Final Fantasies where it's like, well, it starts out, everyone is kind of whatever, but you can get everything by the end and everyone kind of is not specifically a class necessarily, but he only, he's the only one that has lightning in the demo. So you can cast lightning, which like can set up a stagger and then, uh, uh, cloud has a certain ability that like specializes in staggering. So you combine those two and then maybe you switch over to Barrett again. Um, and, and the nice thing is like you can switch between them, uh, on the D pad to assume control, but then L2 and R2, pull up a, a, a menu that allows you to issue a command um, to them. So you can do it from a distance while without giving up control, or you can um, swap over and, and like control them in the, in the arena. Yeah. Um, and then like, maybe you'll set up like a big shotgun blast from, uh, from Barrett. while well, then you switch back over to uh, cloud and you switch him to his heavy stance so that he's doing these really big, big swings. And so you get a picture into, well, that's just two characters in the first hour right. of the game 
if I have, I think they're saying, like, right, it's three characters are going to be limited to, like, a team. I think is what they've, I want to say that's what the, the, the remake is going to be. Two. Cloud plus two. Right, right, right. right. And you can't um, pull Cloud be, out, that, I'm guessing. I, I would not the demo, obviously. Not, um, I also want to say that that was maybe the case in Final Fantasy VII, because, like, whenever you were running yeah, around, remember. I think you always had Cloud as the, 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 the polygonal There are definitely moments when there's the other people character. in that party that take the yeah, lead, but, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but it, it, in that first hour, like the amount of options you have can feel at times overwhelming. I'm sure that's partly just due to like, I think it does a kind of poor job at introducing the systems to you and getting you comfortable with them yeah. in the demo and that you would just sort of, you know, I, I just mean like the arc from like, here's a bunch of systems that are happening in real time, figure it out to you're at a boss, make sure you manage them properly because <laughs> It's not it's not hard to die. Yeah. I managed to not to because I'd fought the boss before, so I knew the the flow of it, but I would not be shocked if other people got their ass kicked uh, a little bit. Um I, was, and if you throw in a third character and like you have a bunch of other abilities, I could see how it would be there's going to be a lot to manage at once totally. in, in any given combat sequence. Yeah. I had I had a lot of trouble the first time. I actually played it twice also just like because I could see and like only was just wrapping my mind around the the way that that those those uh different abilities kind of interlock the first time around um but the second time around having that kind of knowledge is like really uh it was really fun to kind of do those things on the fly like set up a spell and then a a stagger combo into it with with the cloud and yeah i can i it basically like it i was like on the fence about whether or not like this would feel good enough to 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 go through, given uh, some of the asterisks around people like Barrett and like whether or not the story is actually any interesting anymore. But um, the the combat is really doing a lot more work than I thought it would at this point. Cool, I'm re- I'm ready Barry. for it. I'm it's excited. Very... It's still it's still a story about eco terrorism. It seems right. like they have right. uh, mm. done some work to maybe seem like Make it more avalanche palatable. is yeah. I don't yeah. think. Um, I, but they so still set a different. fucking bomb. That's what I'm saying. And, and the demo ends with like the the the, the yeah. The, but there's um, a difference. The thing ex- you know, no, there's I, a I, difference. The only difference there is the implications that are that they're putting on fucking what's the the company. No, because the the in the original there's a willingness to do violence in they a way have that willingness that will harm a lot of people directly. Yeah. My, okay, I haven't played has that. Has that changed? My, the read everyone I know who all the old all the Final Fantasy old heads who I know yeah. are like. Here it is very. It seems as if what was originally going to happen was going to be localized in such a way that would not cause exterior harm. Whereas in the original, they were ready to do that harm for the greater good, hmm. and that and there's that no complicated kind of it in a way. There's no, there's no. I don't think there's, there's no any... lines where they're like they go, oh, oh no, like we t- seem to have done more. Like I, at least I'm not saying. I, that listen, I'm just talking about people who I know who literally. I'm really talking about my friend Jackson who just <laughs> played the game, and my friend Dylan. They both just. <laughs> played the game like two weeks ago and are now like yo fuck this and they're both old heads they're both people who i love who are like old school fans who are also people sending me graphics who are like why did they take all the character out of this elevator design right which it looks like they did yeah, again i yeah. i'm i'm being the voice for the voice i'm not here. i'm not just go listen to abnormal mapping dis- jackson has folks. a podcast jackson's podcast is great abnormal i'm not great. sure i'm not sure old final fantasy fans would be considered voiceless um <laughs> I'm not sure if I would use that um, characterization. I, I am not exa- like it would not be shocking to me if like modern Square Enix 
uh, older Nomura and uh, uh, Katasi like looked at him and like, boy, well, there's not much we can do with the fact that we this is a story about eco-terrorism that does result in loss of lives. We can't really get rid of that. How can we soften along the edges? But as Kato and I, they were trying to point out that like whatever, if that was intentional or just the result of you know, yeah. doing a remake. I don't know. The the what occurs in the demo yeah. is they plant a bomb, the plant explodes, the final scene that you get before it cuts to a montage of like, please go buy the game right. in the store, um, is like the plant exploding, huge chunks falling down, destroying buildings, massive yeah. power outages. Um uh I mean, like, there's no takeaway from there that is, like, and maybe the game picks up after that, and it's with them sitting around a campfire going, like, boy, we fucked up. We really just meant for that one thing to go down, get some good headlines against Shinra. That is definitely possible. Would not be shocked. <laughs> but um, I think in the demo itself, it is it is not portrayed as, like, Yeah, no, but you do yeah. understand um, the rhetorical difference between the game in which that happens, and it's definitely the heroes did it. A hundred percent the heroes did it. Right. And the game where Shinra does that. There's definitely. That's well, a different thing. Yeah, but I don't yeah, know that I it, it. I necessarily. Um, I've seen a lot of questions of it, like defanging them, but it's that they fucked up and didn't make the bomb good enough. Not mm-hmm. that they weren't fully um, committed, committed to the. Yeah, I I just cause, mean in terms right? of yeah. then the rest of that game being like, and these are our heroes, and we're sticking with them, right? You know, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, um, I think I think which it's is, a, I think which it's is, a fair point. I'll be curious to see how they ten hour conversation about Final Fantasy VII <laughs> as a franchise, the way like the Turks go from being like the secret police of the of the fascist capitalists to being fan favorites who get to be action heroes in the rest of the Final Fantasy VII extended universe. Right. Like it is all it is a fucking wild history of Square. We don't talk about Crisis Core here. We don't. Right? But we could we? <laughs> but could we? I don't know. Um, all right, um, we should move look, on. This yeah. coming about out. Final Fantasy VII. That'd be a good be, more It would be a good one. Fuck. Ask us in five years. Ask us in a few years. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Rob, can you can we can we pivot to something that I know you care about, which is uh, kings and such? You've been playing a game that I tried to play last night and realized I thought I had a code, but I didn't have a code. I had an email that was like, "Would you like a code?" So I got. You know what? Don't over. worry about it. I actually am a little more cautious in my recommendation at this point, so I'm actually glad you didn't get too far into it. Okay. Because uh, then I would have had things to answer for that I'm not prepared to answer for. Oh, wait. Um, well, now we need. Wait. Are you saying you are you are you waving off the conversation? Are you like fair catching? Like what is <laughs> no, happening? No, 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 no. I like. <laughs> I am, like, I can I'm ready off. to take. I'm ready to. I'm ready to take this. Uh, this discussion. Okay. But I'm no longer running it back for a touchdown. For a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not going to um, and and you're you're also not going to get slammed in the chest by uh, a cornerback rushing you. I wouldn't be right. a cornerback. Anyway. He's, he's like, "Oh, you got a bad take." Yeah. You can't carry it you like that. Carry, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'll make you fall. Yes, your grace is the game we're talking about. Uh yes, your grace, which is an interesting name. Uh I saw an email about this and I was like, "Oh, that looks cool." Mm-hmm. And then you okay. were like, "You should play this game." And I was like, "Okay." Kate, you, yeah, so it, I'm it, curious. Yeah. What does the title Yes, Your Grace suggest to you? What do you expect from this game? Um, I've seen a trailer, so maybe I'm I should. someone? Oh, okay. Let other people, yeah. I also played it. Like at the beginning a while ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just never talked so about Patrick. it. So, right, Patrick. I haven't. I'm, I'm, I'm the only. Yes, yes Your Grace. Yes, Your when Grace. I, when I hear that. Yeah, I think it's subservient. I think it's like you're doing something in the name of the kingdom. Right, but like a game titled that. Would that, like. 
Oh, what's like the what type vibe? of game? Yeah. Yes, uh, like a visual novel. Mm, that yeah. is a good visual right. novel name. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, Everyone should do the new Grand Blue Fantasy so, event that's right now. It's basically a visual novel. It's really good. Continue. I kind of figured this, like, yes or grace to me conjures things like Blackadder or things like sure. that. Things like, like okay, a this little, is a satire. I was going to say, politics. yeah, exactly. A little tongue in cheek. Yes, yes you're grace. grace. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah very uh-huh. much. Of course, you're uh, grace. <laughs> A yeah. little like and a little snarky to the idea of power, right? Like that power, the powerful are fallible and are uh, not just fallible, but often uh, have their heads up their asses and are making decisions that are actually bad for everybody. But hey, we're all fucking in it, huh? Here we are. Yeah, and I was disabused of that rather quickly um, because. God, I need to figure out how to turn off my fucking Slack notification. <laughs> every single time, like the inability of people to type out a complete sentence in Slack and just hitting you with like ev- like word by word updates is just maddening. <laughs> Tell me about you, Emmanuel. I'm talking about you. Wow. <laughs> more, Damn. Cut oh. cut that out. <laughs> Leave that um, in. Mm. I'm gonna so, just in case. Mark, you turn this phone off. This is this. You is get a how. new phone. I want to get a new phone, but I don't care about phones anymore, and it's fucking me up. Yeah. No, I can never get a new phone because um, I have a uh, 3.5 millimeter jack in this phone. Gotcha. Wow. Um, and so this phone has to last me forever. <laughs> I don't want a dongle. Well, you can. Nobody wants a dongle. I'm just saying. You well, can then have why the does every phone require one to use well, your fucking headphones? The guy, the guy was, you know. I mean, I don't know. He even to us from his couch. Bluetooth can't get a dongle. <laughs> That's yeah, well, where he draws on. the line. Oh, you can get a laptop, but you can't get a dongle. Isn't it a I need somewhere to put my McDonald's <laughs> next to my keyboard and mouse, but a dongle. This is kind of what I imagined. Yes, your grace would be like. With Kato and Patrick being the side eyes subservience to Rob's like ineffective, ineffectual king who can't really love it. Love it. Yes, your grace. Um, Continue. Captain, so, you Rob, your grace, Rob Zachney. I love it. Uh, so I was kind of disabused of those expectations really early on. It opens on a super downbeat note. Like you open basically on, you know, you are a lonely king on his throne and it's the night of the, of your kingdom's fall. Basically. Oh, okay. Like people are like, uh, you know, it's time. And you can hear like the drums of the enemy army beyond the walls. And like your troops are trying to desert. Nobody thinks you can hold the walls. Once they're breached, uh, it's done. And uh, the entire thing just has this funereal atmosphere. And then you cut, it cuts to like one year earlier. And what this turns into is kind of a story of you are the, you are the ruler of a small and somewhat impoverished kingdom. Uh, and you're also an you're also a proud dad, a loving a loving dad. And yes, your grace is a it is a, it is a narrative game that has in everything but presentation has a lot in common with visual novels. Patrick, uh, stylistically, it's the most like um, kingdom. Uh, if you remember that game from a couple that years ago, that was yeah. I saw some, I saw some yeah beautiful mm-hmm. pixel art. 
Um, yep. Really good music. But this is this is a family drama centered huh. on medieval court politics. And the game unfolds week by week as you sort of make different decisions with it. The, the core thing you do in this game is your character is sitting on his throne and petitioners show up, uh, you know, in a line and you basically click on each one and see what it is they want. And usually they want one of three things. They want money, they want supplies, or they want you to send one of your uh, agents, uh, which could be your general, uh, the court witch. And those are really finite resources like you got one you got one general and one witch they can't be in two places at once i knew there were two uh, different things but i was really hoping <laughs> in my heart of hearts that you were like you could send your general comma the court witch <laughs> who double duty you know what i mean why i <laughs> look i would get a lot more, more witch generals <laughs> if if stan knew a little bit of witchcraft yeah uh, i think i'd be i think i'd be better off your general's name is stan by the way great good uh but so you've got people, you know, beating a path to your door every day, asking for uh, one of these three resources, and you don't have enough resources to grant all the requests. So you got to really be uh, kind of judicious. But it has that choose your own adventure randomness to the entire thing, mm-hmm. where stuff just happens. You don't know. You don't know how it's going to pan out. Is this and, so? It is not a visual novel in the sense that there are dynamic events or systems at play, or is it? Is it deterministic? Are you basically? It following? feels deterministic. Okay. It feels like it, it feels like the resource counter is just there to open decision paths to you. Okay, but there is no real like there's no economy of this the is, game. I, it's just did you save enough resources to make this decision? Right. I should be clear that in the history of visual novels, this is totally a thing in visual novels. There are like visual novels that have sim like elements that represent statistics that can be. Um, that, that can be raised and lowered, even if it is also deterministic in terms of like, hey, because you're at this level of of strength, then this other thing happens. So I I, I want to be clear to the visual novel heads out there that I understand the breadth of the of the genre. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. So where's so, your all this so far sounds pretty good to me. Like I'm kind of interested in in what you've laid out, but it sounds like there's. There's a turn. There's some pace of play issues okay. uh, for for one. Just like there's a lot of like clicking your little dude and making him walk across the screen to exit. It doesn't take long, but most of this game is getting through these decisions uh, really quickly. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of like padding around just moving your character around the castle and talking to different, uh, you know, different characters in different rooms. Uh, it, it slows things down. And I thought myself getting a little impatient for it. But I think the bigger issue is... There is the game takes some weird and unexpected turns and also deals with some heavier topics in a way that I'm not sure it's fully prepared to work through the ramifications of. And I'll give you a couple examples. Okay. Uh, Like something that happens really early in the game. And uh, this is a spoiler. So if you really want to play this game, you should probably, uh, you know, skip ahead probably about five minutes, but there's this dude who keeps showing up in your court, all paranoid. He thinks he's somebody is following him and it's not played for laughs. Like the guy seems like in genuine distress, but also there's a lot of weird mysteries around your court. Uh, one of the things that this game centers on is a murder mystery. Uh, but this dude keeps showing up and keeps being convinced that someone is following him. 
maybe it's you. He thinks that, you know, he thinks he saw you following him, uh, you know, around and what the game never gives you any cue that like this dude needs help. Like, I'm like, okay, at some point this mystery is going to reveal itself. Like what is actually going on with this guy? But you have nothing. You have, you have two options when this guy comes through, you can throw him in the dungeon or you can send him on his way and do nothing. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, I'm not throwing him in the dungeon. Um, so flash forward to like week 10, the dude drowns himself um, and like leaves a suicide note and, you know, explaining that he just he is convinced like somebody has driven him to madness and despair and he's uh, taking his own life. And I was like, oh, so this entire thing was about like some pretty serious like like mental illness mm-hmm. uh, or or. Uh, it's, it's effects and the game's way of letting me interact with that was ignore this dude entirely or throw him in jail. And the result of that was the guy throwing himself in a river, which then took away three contentment points from your populace. And I was like, that's not a great subplot. No, like that's, that's not well handled. And, everyone talks in a sort of version of Simlish in this. So characters do have like vocal characterization, but it doesn't really give you much of a sense of like, they're not strong characterizations. They're, they're, they're cartoon, they're cartoon characterizations. They're like peanuts adults. Right. Right. So all this dude was, was like a tremulous warbly, uh, like panicky guy. And the entire thing ended up feeling a little bit, not necessarily cruel, but definitely callous, right? Uh, and so that was a moment where I kind of started to feel like, yeah, the, the game is not fully in control of the stories it's uh, it's telling. Um, so that was that was kind of a moment where I was uh, taken aback by the game. Uh, the other thing the that yes, your grace is dealing with a lot is. Um, like gender politics, mm-hmm. uh, one of the first things you have to do. You got two daughters, is, right? That's like that. The trailer to me was like, you are the king, and you are surrounded by women. And are you, it, are you, dad enough to <laughs> lead your daughters into the future? Is that accurate, or do they? Yeah. Do they take other directions with that? Well. Okay. I'm pretty sure I married off my teenage daughter on the first day of the game, basically. Um, Patrick's eyes. Who? Patrick's eyes just opened all the way to up. Who? Excuse me? Uh, to a dude. Yeah, and also, also, what is, uh, what is pretty sure <laughs> me? Oh, it might have happened on day two. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay, who, who is the suitor? How did this get set up? What's okay. The, what's... Uh, so there's definitely like a, like, this game makes explicit reference to The Witcher, by the way. Uh, sort of All a right. ha-ha, there's stories about a crazy white-haired old dude who fights monsters. Uh, the thing that sets everything in motion is that your king, in addition to being kind of uh, impoverished, etc., uh, for some reason, once upon a time, made a promise to like some sort of bandit lord. Uh, to give that bandit lord his firstborn daughter. Mm. And Classic there's stuff. a witch's curse somewhere in all this, mm-hmm. sure. but the, <laughs> the game opens on, oh, that bill's coming due. 
that dude, like uh-huh. you left on the other side of the mountains in like, uh, you know, no man's land. And now the bandit Lord is here with an army mm. uh, to collect this old debt. And there's nothing you can do. Like the guy's too strong uh, to fight. You need allies. So you go to a neighboring kingdom to basically get access to their army. And the price is you have to uh, give your daughter to their prince and like sort of unite the dynasties uh, that way. And like, yeah, that's medieval politics. That's some crusader king stuff. <laughs> yeah, but- you know. Mm-hmm. Just the way history goes. Well, yeah, but that's but that's <laughs> the thing is like here it is. This is a this is a sort of a family drama, uh, and literally on day one, I'm not sure there was like I don't even think there was a path for me to not take this. Like <laughs> I could have like one way or another. Yeah, and it really sucks because like the first thing you see is your daughter doesn't want to get married at all. Like she's actually really depressed because she realizes she's of marriageable age and like realizes what that means for someone in her position. And it's not like this. I, this part of the story I don't actually. I'm fine with the game telling this kind of story. Yeah, uh, right. And the game works through the ramifications. I don't necessarily have a problem with it, uh, mm-hmm. but I think it is the sort of whipsawing. Uh, nature of the game's lightness with some topics and sort of uh, introduction of clownish characters and then also getting into really heavy shit like, and just weird shit like, uh, hey, do you want to start officially dealing drugs? Uh, Do you want to be like, do you want to deal drugs in your kingdom for money? What about unofficially? So they don't tie it back to me. You can do that a little bit too. Oh. Uh, you like like somebody's like, hey, I got a got a shipment of Oracle dust coming through. Oh, hell you yeah. want in on this action? I'm trying to get dusted. And yeah, and I was like, wait, so we're doing. So is this the the thing that you the thing that you're hitting here a little bit is like in Crusader Kings two, there is something systemic at work here where you are absolutely marrying off your daughter to try to, you know, cement a political alliance. You are absolutely making decisions for your your uh, whatever it is, your duchy, your county, your your nation, your empire. Um that that means the death of lots of people that, you know, continues the abuses of the monarchy, etc. um but it isn't it isn't presented in the same format, and so it's a little more palatable for you. Is this a matter of the writing not being up to snuff? Is this a matter of the the camera lens being so focused in on you as the patriarchal? And I don't I don't even mean that in just a, I do mean that in a gendered way, but I actually mean that almost in a more of a um, a power focus way. Like you are the yeah. head of state, and yes. the camera follows the head of state, and the the head of state is kind of. Um, detached and makes these makes these things and it's kind of like the comic and and heroic center of frame is that is that where you you think it stumbles a little bit yeah i think maybe maybe part of it is nobody has any kind of agency in this story but you sure. um i don't know like, that bandit lord seems like <laughs> like things went yeah away. he's just he's an off-screen character like mm-hmm. your wife basically stays in uh her bedroom and if you want to go talk to your wife you go talk to her there and she doesn't really like initiate anything your daughter's kind of uh wait to be told what to do and that's not necessarily again like this this is a game about patriarchy but i think there is a way to express like there's a there's a great degree of lack of agency uh for 
women in this world, which I understand, but also the way they are depicted as individual characters, they are kind of passive and not like kind of static, uh, right. in a lot of ways. Like they're not they, like they're they, very little that they do catches you off guard. Um, they don't, they, they does not often feel like there's, there's much of a reaction to your decisions from the people most directly affected by them. Instead, the only real reactions in this world are, what options are brought to your door in the next week? What problems are brought to your door the next week uh, based on a decision you made? And so I think it's it's just one of those cases where there's a there's a lot of narrative threads in play, but not all of them feel like they have much life to them, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of them feel like a series of static backdrops. Uh, against which you are making decisions, and that turns me off just uh just a little bit. And I think there's and there's and there there's kind of, and you know a game that is also sort of trying to comment on patriarchal systems in this way. Also, it had for a game like that. Yes, your grace has kind of a weird, uh, not puritanical streak, but it has kind of a. Protestant work ethic uh, type of t- type of value system. Like the town drunk comes to you a few times and then you learn he has a sad backstory. Mm-hmm. You have a choice between giving him one gold uh, so he can buy himself a new fishing rod or you can give him a lot of gold so he can get cleaned up and, you know, get his life together. And if you do that, he shows up a few weeks later, he's cleaned up and he's got his life together in a way. That's a positive story, but also at the same time, like, is that how is that how alcoholism works? Is that is, yeah? Is it that is it that easy? Uh, hey, why don't you get yourself a shave and uh, change clothes and pull it together, man? Like, yeah, uh, pretty sure, pretty sure. I don't remember that working. No, yeah, not so much, not so much. Well, I'm I'm probably still going to try to at least check it out this weekend. Um, and- yeah, I, I think the thing that excited me at first I was like this. Initially, it felt a bit like King of Dragon Pass. Right. That is the pitch you gave me that made me go, aha. Well, that was going to be my ask was like, if you like this idea, but if you haven't played something like it, and if either of you had a recommendation mm-hmm. that better hit on that, I wonder what the options would be. I know you guys had mentioned yeah. Dragon Pass in, in our uh, Discord, but if there were other games that kind of thematically or mechanically play in the same that aren't as far as like a Crusader Kings, right? right. Like this feels like a game. Like I look at Crusader Kings, like I want to watch Robin Austin play Crusader <laughs> oh, Kings. Yeah. I have zero I want interest, more. or I would play it with them over my shoulder. Yes. But I, I'm not going to do it Yourself. by myself. Yes. But I love the idea of Crusader Kings if it was threaded into you know a more approachable mm-hmm. uh, uh, game. Um, you mentioned King of Dragon Pass. Uh, I think also Six Ages, the follow-up to King of Dragon Pass. Yeah. Uh, these are games that are both 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 of those games are can be very intimidating because they're both like huge walls of text and also strange UIs compared to most games. Um, they're fantastic. I like cannot give either of them a high enough recommendation. Um, you know, I I wonder if there is something here that is like. Part of me wonders. I, I never played this follow-up to Reigns to either of the to, the, to Reigns, which is a much simpler designed game. Um, and I'm curious if those would would be something here. I don't know what else. What else comes to mind for mm. you, Rob? 
Uh, I mean, <sighs> uh, Long Live the Queen is a much simpler game that is much lighter in nature and ha- but has a different. Well, it's what there's lots of death in Long Live the Queen. Long Live the Queen is like a run based visual novel that is extreme. I was going to say, is that. that the one yes. where we? Yes, y'all. That, is that the one we did at the launch? At the launch. Or we did that it was the, the launch. Stream. Yeah. Yes. Long Live the, the Queen. The origin of me attempting to become a voice actor. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Your original voice acting <laughs> audition. <laughs> Uh, was Long Live the Queen. Uh, and that game... Hasn't resulted in anything. I'm still taking calls, though. Good, 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 good. Likewise is is a kind of branching path, even though there are statistics and you're making choices about which, which classes to attend and stuff like that, is basically a branching path story um, where those stats open up certain paths and make certain paths viable. You're playing a princess uh, to a kingdom uh, while there is like international conflict happening and you're trying to determine which suitor fits you best. Like it's, it's, I love Long of the Queen. I did a long, long of the Queen let's play years ago that I don't even know if it's available anymore, uh, nor would I necessarily recommend it if it is. Um, <laughs> but people should check out Long of the Queen. Um, I think it's a very different vibe because it's a tactics game, but like sure. Banner Saga probably has sure. a similar vibe of like, you're making decisions. You don't know how they're going to play out. You know, relationships are, relationships are changed. It's also similarly opaque as to how, like, again, the choose your own adventure thing. The outcome of decisions is deeply uh, capricious. Mm. And uh, there's not like there's a lot of stuff that will happen that like you couldn't you couldn't possibly have known that. But I think it scratches that itch. And I'm not necessarily saying, like, you know, don't play this game. I'm still intrigued by it. Uh, I just initially I really thought we had here something that was a decent comparison to King of Dragon Pass where yeah. it's combining narrative and systems. So to your first question, Austin, like are these systematized in King of Dragon Pass? Largely? Yes. Things are systematized. Like you're interacting through the, through a uh, narrative framework a lot of times, but like you are pulling levers on systems and seeing mm-hmm. them, have impacts in the world here. There's the appearance of systemization, but it's actually uh, just a way of gating possibilities. Hey, real quick. And I, this is not a thing that I do traditionally because I think it's good to take inspiration from things. I think it's good to have like, um, to think about art styles as being kind of broad and overlapping and, you know, uh, in general, I'm not trying to stir, stir the pot and start shit. Uh-oh. But, Rob, have you seen Ash of God's Redemption on Steam? You no. should look at this game. Excuse and you me. tell me, you flip through, you flip through this fucking game and tell me that they are not, <laughs> that this is not, like, I don't think it's litigious, but this is the most, this is just fake banner saga game I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I, I, oh no. It might be good. Like, I don't know if it's good or not. Oh boy. But there's a, like the 13th screenshot that has like the beautiful shit. landscape shot of like the town where everybody is. There's a little bubbles to click on to talk to people. The, like, it is wild. The first time I saw it, I was like, Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Oh, this, um, this is screenshot of, uh, like the ability. Tree. Yes, dude. That art looks just it's wild. Like, holy Lord. This, saga. The scene where these guys are talking. Yes. Uh, to each other. Yes. Uh, that's the same. Pre- it's that, the exact presentation. I need a font comparison, folks. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I don't know why you, Can how I, do you do? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can I give you a kicker? Yeah. If you scroll down to the Ash of Gods about this game, uh-huh. there are a bunch of quotes. There are some. There are some reviews. Don't look. Okay. Don't look. Okay, I'm not, I okay. haven't looked yet. There's a bunch of nines out of tens. 
you know, obviously, you know, Neo Crisis. We're all waiting to see. Okay. Gosh, why am I dragging? Don't Neo drag Crisis? Neo. Anyway. The, also, what is the n- quote? Okay. The yeah, well, mm, yeah, Neo Crisis this- is going to buy my new political website <laughs> that I'm opening up. And this doesn't work out. For a very different topic than video games. Um, so the quote in this uh, this graphic is very beautiful game from what I can see. Quote. Arnie Jorgensen, stoic of the Banner Saga. Oh, can you imagine? But the quote, let's, let's, can we break down this quote? Yeah. Very beautiful game from what I can I see. I want to know the context. That is a, like, that's a very weird uh-huh. quote uh-huh. to put in there. Uh-huh. What does that mean? Very beautiful game full, from what I can see. I need the full context. I really do. Um, I, pool. Um, I'm pulling it up. Also, also, okay. Okay, listen. All right. This is, I didn't do this deep dive. I, now I'm doing this deep dive. Uh-huh. Here's a post Let's go. that begins. We're not a clone of the Banner Saga or the Banner Saga 3. <laughs> wow. Which, wow. not two, I guess two? Does that mean you're a clone of the Banner Saga 2? Wow. Um, though that is the most popular question, uh, the most frequent thing people criticize us for. I'm endlessly grateful for Arnie Jorgensen and his team, but we are writing our own long story. I will tell you about it on this website. Uh, this is a person basically saying I'm, we're writing our own shit. I want to know, and this is like, okay, there is a big long thing here about what the history is. I guess they're owning is. it, right? Yeah. Like there's, yes. there's one thing, to, there's one thing that's like, usually what happens here is it's, it's an egregious clone yes. that pre- like pretend, like either doesn't acknowledge or hand waves their direct inspiration. Here, it seems like there's like, it is inescapable that this was directly inspired by the Manor Saga in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but at least they're saying like, "Hey, we're we're inspired. We're trying to do our own thing." And they developed the like, Stoic knows what it is. They could have done something about it if they felt it was um, well, you know, legally. Here's where I will say this post basically says uh-huh. we are not taking this from the Banner Saga. Hmm. They're saying when we saw the well, Banner Saga. Uh, uh-huh. when we said, <laughs> when I saw the banner saga, I've resigned myself to the fact that people will always compare our project with it. I said to myself, dude, this is the European reinvention of visual novels. So, you know, we kind of mm. walked back mm. around to, um, I will also say I found the, the post where Arnie Jorgensen makes this claim, the very beautiful game from Ooh. what I see. He says, yes, very beautiful game from what I see. Keep up the good work. So completely genuine, wow. completely got sincere, the nod. got the nod. Got the nod. You know, maybe I'll walk it back. I'm not too big. I'll eat a little crow. I do think it looks like this. Like the, I do think it looks a little too close. But it's, that for me is like, I think here's the thing. I actually, I like the Banner Saga a lot. If somebody else made the Banner Saga, but like a different story. But like, here's more of that. Here's a, you should here's play that. this. This is the thing that we, we should, should. We should own because, this. We should own this. <laughs> Rob is taking off his glasses as well. You're not supposed to touch your face, Rob. No face touching. No, I'm outside in hours. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, if if that contaminated me, then like it's Mask of the Red Death time is already here in my ass. no, like is the is the combat system the same where you have to do chip damage on right, everyone and right, slowly weaken right. them? Is that the same? But I, I do think the style's cool. I, like it does look very similar, uh, but the thing that you should look at the where, animations. There's a fucking animation on this page. It's unbelievable. Anyway, continue. Sorry. <laughs> no, but where you do do a disservice to yourself is like when you start cl- like cloning things like basic UI elements, right? Yeah. Like just the way text appears, just the way these like event pop ups are laid out, like. 
when you do that, it does make it look like you just took someone else's complete design and then put your own story yeah, but in if it. They don't, if they don't care, like, yeah. then, like, we want, like, we often talk that we want to live in a world where people, like, yes, credit is, credit is, is, is important. People should, you know, have ownership over, you know, what they make. But also, we also advocate for, like, we wish things were a little squishier in terms of what people could do. And it's like, if the developers, have, you know, if we, if we look, you look at it in the most, ide- you know, ideal yeah. light, we're like, the developers of Stoic have seen this, said, keep up the good work, and have taken no, yeah. like, what if this kicks no, ass? That's what right. I'm saying. Mostly positive on Steam. I'm checking to see who I should be emailing to get a code. Because <laughs> yeah. I think I, I did originally see this from an email where someone reached out and was like, <laughs> you know, look at this. This seems like a thing you'd want to play. And I was like, it seems like a thing I did play. Um, let's let's look into it, Rob. I think that's I think we have homework to do. Yeah. Over the weekend, we need an update. Yeah. I did not, in fact, get an email about this. I was wrong. I might have just seen it on on Steam. Oh, and I got one of those newfangled DisplayPort cables, so I can play it on my desktop. Newfangled, that, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's why you're not on the couch today. Um, I have a couple more things to shout out, and then we should wrap up because we have a meeting in a little bit. Yeah, I'd like to at least go grab a sandwich before that. Yeah. Um, I want to shout out uh, Murder by Numbers. Yeah. Which did you start playing that too? Kinda? I did. What do you think of it? I in I enjoy it. Uh, it's can you explain very what it is? much yes. like. What if you took a Phoenix Wright game, but instead of, uh, I don't know, pixel hunting in those investigation scenes, yeah. you uh, did Picross. Uh, it has like 2D Picross puzzles. Yeah, yeah. 2D Picross. Which also, this is the first Picross I've ever played. It's like, oh, interesting. This is neat. Yeah, I've never, I never love tried Picross. this puzzle type. It's really cool. Um, Picross, for people who don't know, is a type of puzzle where you're given, it's sort of like. Um, I guess it's comparable in some ways to something like Sudoku in that it's a block puzzle on your right. screen. And the blocks... You are filling in blocks according yeah. to... On the edges of the screen, it says numbers, and we'll say like, oh, okay, so there's a row of... It's a 10 by 10 grid, let's say, right? Yeah. And at the edge of row one, column one, uh, or like row one at the very top, on the left side of row one, it says 10. And you're like, oh, okay, well, then well, I fill in all 10 of those. The one under that, it'll say, let's say, eight. And you're like, well... Okay, what does filling in if there's eight? Uh, that's not the whole grid, right? But I do know that certain numbers are going to be filled, or certain blocks in that row are right. going to be filled It'll in no matter like what. That, that center four that overlap exactly because no matter where you put the chunk of eight, those four will always be will part always of that be group. part of that group exactly like that. And so bit by bit, you do that, and eventually a puzzle, a, a picture uh, uh, actually emerges to some degree. Maybe yeah. it's not always as clear as as <laughs> it, they might think it is. Yeah. Um, but like, oh wow, look, this was a wine bottle. Oh, this was a this was I was drawing a fingerprint. Yeah. You know, or whatever. Um, and, um, so the setup is you're, you're, you're basically this little robot who's lost his memory, but you're seeing scout as the lead that you are. I think so. I think I'm honor. At least when you do, um, I think you're both. both. When you do the puzzles, you're, you're playing because, uh, the, the robots, uh, visual, uh, uh, what's it called? Scanner is broken, so you have to unjumble these uh, by doing the puzzles. Figure out what the actual image is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you end up. Um, and it's part of the reason I make the Phoenix Wright comparison is not just the kind of uh, like 
structural cadence and the way they change expression and use sound effects is very, very, very similar. Right. It is, again, kind of like a visual novel in in the Phoenix Wright style of characters talking on screen, music playing, switching between sprites as people get upset or get excited. Yeah. Um, but also ironic, the composer. I, I do, do not miss the irony of the last conversation being me dragging something for biting style too hard <laughs> and us pivoting to a thing we both like because it bites style so but well. But I think there's a difference here where yes. it's biting style but not necessarily uh, exact UI elements or even um, character design. Yeah. It's more about uh, a, a style of presentation of those things, yeah. right? There is that sound effect where it goes like, <laughs> or then it's yeah. click. There's a lot of sound work here. That There's is just definitely Phoenix, a couple right? that I'm like, that's. And they did get the composer. They did get the, comp- uh, the composer uh, from from Phoenix Wright yeah. to do at least some of the music. I think all of them. I think is the, it all of it? I think okay. the soundtrack, the entire soundtrack. Okay, cool. And then uh, also the character designer from Hotful Boyfriend. Uh, oh, that's what, okay. Did right. some of the character design here at least? Okay. Um, the pitch is basically it's 1996. Uh, there's a uh, the kind of lead protagonist is this woman named uh, Honor uh, Mizrahi who is an actress on a B TV show of like a detective show a mm-hmm. bad detective show from the 90s who is getting fired uh, who's the end of the season is wrapping up and she's not going to be on the third season or whatever the next season uh, yeah. I don't know why I assumed third probably more like sixth or something <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Um, and it's like a buddy cop drama where she's the second cop she's the buddy cop uh, and is is you know moments after she basically gets let go her boss gets killed yeah. uh and it sends her into uh, a long spiraling investigation um in which she has to go from being a tv cop or a tv detective to being a kind of independent detective right. she has her own relationship with with the police uh in her family history she has like uh, her own drama around the movie studio uh, it's filled with larger than life characters in, in some ways and also very down to earth characters in other ways um, you very much have this is here's another way in which it's not Phoenix right there's just like an openly gay character in this game right. out the gate who is like your best friend who is pretty well written I would say there's a moment where he said that he definitely didn't do the killing because it was a blunt object killing and killing someone with a blunt object is just so straight. And I was like, yeah, nah, you, you're right. You're God, right, Mike. Give me that old-timey detective Bro. novel shit. Well, I would I would have killed that person. Yeah, but. But with a different aesthetic. Come yeah. on. <laughs> um, it's, and also that character just slaps. That character is great. Um, and... Is also just like super horny for the big buff dude who is the, who is hanging around, yeah. like the odd odd job guy who's right. on on. I almost said campus on a set, I guess. Right. Um. And then right, you're solving the puzzle. You're solving the mystery by going around to these different locations, scanning them for clues, mm-hmm. and then doing a Picross puzzle for each clue. To to yeah, to uncover what the clue is. Right. You, you can you do Which still is kind weird. of the, yeah. Well, that's why that's at that point that's where you're taking a, you're at you're as you're scout. looking as as scout right. as the robot yeah. and like trying to it's like the scout piecing together what the object is once you like see it but like yeah. can't process it that second layer. Um. But yeah. Um, I'm really enjoying it and um, have you finished the first case no okay. I have not it ends really it's like a really interesting ending that's that is very clearly spinning up to a lot more I'm in the middle of the second case mm-hmm. now um, I just met Honor's mom who cool. is great uh, my 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 big question is because 
given all the similarities to Phoenix, right? Mm-hmm. The the thing that you end up doing in those games is after gathering enough evidence and questioning enough people, you go to court and like yeah. all of that plays out. That's the kind of second part of this where I'm wondering where exactly that all leads. Like I've already like, you know, you do present uh, evidence yes. that you found to question people that are like, uh, you know, around you, but um, wondering whether or not the structure ever if there's a second mode, so right, to speak, right? Because yeah. in Phoenix, right, it's like there's the there's the discovery period, there's the investigation period, and then there's the confrontation in the courtroom, right? Where which then takes up the those... bulk of the back half of each case, right? right? Which where you piece all together all those things, right. and that and like that was always really satisfying. Yeah, that um, through how far I've played, that had, that doesn't happen. There is right. a climax in the first episode, um, and part of the way the climax works is there is a different mode of of Picross that you play. Okay. Um, that is more about rapid fire, like skill than huh. about like, it's about like, um, it's like the final secret puzzle in the witness where it's like, do you know the skill? Do you have the skill set to do these dynamically? Right. And, okay. and pretty quickly versus doing it like, which all, by the way, I'm not a big witness fan. I've, I'm on the record as not being a big fan of the witness. That secret puzzle that is like doing a speed run of a bunch of dynamic puzzles is like fig- doing that, successfully doing that is like all time achievement in video games for me. <laughs> I love that, that shit. Um, uh, but yeah, so that that's how those that's how those uh, mission that's how the first case anyway kind of wraps up mm-hmm. is this other style. And also some just like really hard puzzles, or like not really hard, but but more difficult puzzles. Um, and I think it just hangs together really well. That's um, cool. It has that's it good. is it's set in 1996. The <laughs> the aesthetic is very 90s in terms of like character design and like you know t-shirts tied around the waists right. and there's a character <laughs> who I just met who is like very like Fresh Prince era Will Smith um, <laughs> uh, and like that's dope. Like, I feel like there is a degree of like placeness here that you know the Phoenix Wright games explicitly exist in a very strange alternate reality right. uh, especially in their localization that puts them in LA but but a version of LA that has like Japanese shrines just outside of town. I mean, I guess I'm sure there's a shrine somewhere in yeah. L.A. Um, did they? They never undid that in future. I don't think so. Right? I think it's always yeah. still been that. And also, the laws have been passed to change the <laughs> justice system to right. have three this day trials not- <laughs> and all that shit. Uh, um, uh, but no, I I'm, I really liked that. So that's that's the thing I want to shout out is yeah. is murder by numbers. Um, I'm going to probably keep playing at it because I've been like kind of poking at it every night and getting a little bit further through. I've been playing it on my commute. It's really good for the Switch. Just totally. pick up, do one of the across. It's also coming to PC tomorrow. Okay, I guess here's the thing worth saying. The the embargo was supposed to be today when you're hearing this and then they moved it back a day to today, the day we're recording right. this uh, <laughs> because it's now a Switch exclusive for a day, for one, one day. day. <laughs> and then on Friday, today, the, the, the day this podcast comes out, it is now on PC also, which I'm cool. sure is a fun way to play it. Yeah. Um, anyone else have something to shout out? Yeah, uh, two things real quick. One, I started playing Spectre Knight, the... Second uh, expansion campaign for Shovel Knight, and oh, it is okay. tremendous. I thought that the uh, the one before that was good. This mm-hmm. one is, I've been told by a lot of people reliably that it's like their favorite one, and I get it. Uh, Spectre Knight wow. has all these dash abilities. Um, you can skateboard around the environment. It's just Sick. so, the mobility stuff is so <laughs> much fun. Um, it is it is unbelievably good, um, and it's brand new stages, so it's not the Plague Knight, the first expansion is just 
recycling through the original stages of new abilities. These are brand new stages that are meant to take advantage of. He can also uh, 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 walk up walls and jump off them. Like, and there's just so many. It's a totally different way to play the game, and it is really, really fun. So I highly recommend that. Um, the uh, other one that I didn't like, but I wanted to mention because I put two hours into it to tr- see if I wanted to like it was um, Journey to the Savage Planet, which one, I'll go ahead and point people to a really good article written by uh, Paul Tamayo over at Kotaku from January where he investigates the and explains why the word savage is maybe like don't use it. Um, sort yeah. of says that this game in particular is not necessarily trying to use it in the way that its historical <laughs> problems mm-hmm. have, but hey, you should be aware of it and maybe just don't use that in the future. But um, I, for some reason in my head, had thought that Journey to the Savage Planet was a like Minecraft uh-huh. or a building game. I yeah. don't know why I thought that. Uh, it, just, it, that it presents that way in ads and stuff, in, co- in trailers and stuff. But it is not. It is not at not all. Hunter, not even close. Well, uh, there's is, a little I bit of crafting, it, but not the sort of crafting you do in those games. There's just it is, collecting it's, it's stuff. It's Metroid. It's Metroid yes. Prime. Like, yes. it's trying to be a new Metroid Prime. And that's when I read uh, a write-up about it that was like, hey, this game's trying to be that. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, like I fucking love the Metroid Prime games. I would love even a bad one of those. And so I, I jumped into Journey to the Savage Planet, and I just don't like the world at all. Like I, the mechanics are okay, um, but I don't like exploring the world. I don't find it interesting to look at. Um, and so I got about like two hours in, and over that two hours was like that that thrust you kind of get from a game scratching an itch where you're like, all right, maybe I, yeah, maybe this is just enough. Yeah. And then when I got to like the world kind of opened up and I, I just didn't care about what was in front of me and I just didn't enjoy so the mechanics were just off enough that I was not, I didn't like my time with it. So I ended up turning it off. I've heard other folks having a good enough time. And I think so, often it's like, how much of an itch do you want? Like everyone has their itch that wants to get scratched. Like if yours, yeah. like Metro Prime is high for me, but not as high as some other stuff. Um, and this, it just wasn't enough for me to, to keep going. So it was like, it's it's a it's an okay one of those. It has a very Borderlands, South Parkian sense of humor. That did not help um, at all because it just tosses that in your face constantly. It's not just in the writing. It's in the way that enemies are presented and how you interact with the environment. And that stuff just fell completely flat for me. Yeah. So all that added up to it. At a certain point, it was like, I was trying to take February to be a month where like, I'm going to try a bunch of stuff before we get into this race that is about to, you know, I'm supposed to get like a code for the new Ori game that's supposed to be long and then, you know, Doom and Final Fantasy. Like, there's a lot's happening in the next couple of weeks. Um, And uh, that one, I I am historically not someone that stops playing a game when they start, but this one I was like, I need to be smart, respect myself, (laughs) respect my time, and uh, not go forward with this. And then the third thing, which is not a shout out, it's just it broke while we were uh, recording, is that uh, HBO is doing a Last of Us series um, oh, wow. in which mm-hmm. the uh, showrunner is going to be um, the uh, Craig T. Nelson, who did Chernobyl. No? Okay. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, Craig okay. Mazin, yeah. who yeah. did Chernobyl, which I watched the first two episodes and I need to get back and watch it because those first two episodes were incredible. Mm-hmm. But it actually Wait, was all like, that shit you told me about happened in the first two episodes? Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, um and then I like kind of found it like I read some stuff about a- stuff happening to animals and like wife I just like never found a night where it was like who wants to watch this part of the show, but I want to get back to adventure. You're but it was, skipping like, the really, most important really... Craig Mazin news. The other thing he's what? doing, the screenplay he's writing for Borderlands. 
What? The Borderlands? He's doing that too? Yeah. Uh -huh. He's doing the... He's writing the Borderlands uh, adaptation. Dirtbag <laughs> is directing that. Uh, Eli Roth. Eli Roth. Really? Uh-huh. Well, but that makes sense because Craig Mazin's history is like working on... Yeah, like the Hangover um, movies. Scary movies. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. Scary movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, hey, you know, you, you know what? You know what pays the bills? <laughs> it's so fucking wild. Script, yeah. Probably. That, that you go from, yeah, the, the Hangover Part 3 to Chernobyl. I just... Peep, you know what? People be contained like, in multitudes yeah. out here. Yeah. It also sometimes feels <laughs> like... Writers, producers, like, become brands that you slap on a property, mm -hmm. and you're like, they're doing this. Like, I was watching a Ford, Ford versus Ferrari the other day, and I realized that Jez Butterworth uh, was the, like, gets the screenplay credit for that. And Butterworth did Edge of Tomorrow, okay. but he's also right. a really, like, well-regarded playwright. Uh, huh. Did a really well-reviewed play called Jerusalem. Okay. Uh, did... Uh, God, I got its name escapes me now. Uh, the Ferryman, which which I saw like last year, and is a really good writer. But you would never detect any individual style in those screenplays. Really, you just wouldn't, right? Right. right. But it is like it seems like it is a good gig to have one of the like to become a useful credit on a project to give it kind of a gravitas that maybe it wouldn't necessarily have otherwise. Mm -hmm. God, imagine being the person who first has to sit down with Mason with the Chernobyl pitch. And is like, yeah, uh, you're the scary movie four guy and you want to do Chernobyl? I think I think that was his like that was his like uh, pet project. Like, I, I don't if I, I mean, remember, I'm, I'm just talking about like HBO. Yeah. On the distribution. I made oh, yeah, three hits yeah. about <laughs> unexpected disasters. Right. Well, <laughs> you know what? Sure. Totally. Uh, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm, I, it, comedy writing is very hard. Even schlocky comedy writing is seems like a difficult process. People liked those. Some people liked those movies. You know, there was a. There was, I don't even know that people liked the second and third one as much as it was like there was just momentum from. You're talking the about the hangover one. here, not scary. First movie. movie's yeah, all right. Yeah, first, yeah. One, <laughs> first one's all right. But yeah. that's because yeah, it's constructed yeah. like a like a mystery. It right. just isn't one. Also, I uh, think I do. I hmm. You know, I'll hold I'll hold judgment. I, I I was debating whether or not I prefer the wrote co-wrote Hangover two three, and then goes on to do Chernobyl model more or less than I liked did the Hangover movies and went on to do Joker. Uh, but uh, you know what? <laughs> Bite my fucking tongue. Um, I do one more thing. One more one more uh, game to to shout out. Uh, which is Grand Blue Versus. Uh, I already talked about playing uh, Grand Blue Fantasy, yeah. the mobile or the browser game that you can play on phones um, that I have fallen pretty deep into and I think is pretty cool. Um, I'm building a good team. It's fun. But Versus... This makes sense because I did a Google search when I saw you were playing it and I was like, the fuck is he doing so into a fighting game? Like, I've I was also, like, sure, like versatility. I'm, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. but I mean, like, the way you were talking about it. I was oh, like, yeah. How could he be playing the fighting game that much? I don't understand. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then you realize there's a mobile game that's also well, yes, an then RPG. I figured, and then, yeah. then I heard mobile game, and I was oh, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. This, this all totally. makes sense. Yeah, you, you weren't game. on this part of the episode last week where that became no. the thing I could look at on my computer or my phone that wasn't Twitter. That's the reason I got it. Uh -huh. It's part of yep. why I got sure. into it. Uh, the other half is Versus was coming out, and yeah. I wanted to, like, what is the deal with Versus? What is the deal with this world? What <laughs> what's, are they, the what's the deal, the deal with, <laughs> yeah, with the Primal Eternals or whatever? Anyway, yeah. um, 
That game is pretty fucking good versus the yeah. new Arxis game. Kyle, you were again. We're synced up it. this week. Yeah, we're playing we all are. the same shit. <laughs> Who's your main? Who are you maining? Fucking Luane. Fuck the fucking off. <laughs> we're the done. cat bros. The cat bros are great. There was a there was a character in this game. Do you want to explain? You explain Luane. I'll get them. Uh, what a video do I out. have? Okay, there's a character in this game uh-huh. that's three cat brothers. Three very attractive cat brothers. Uh, who, They're very attractive. <laughs> who have a um. Uh, whose super is whose super move is the 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 world tree Yggdrasil? Yeah, well, okay, you can't explain <laughs> it like that. Uh, who is a large anime lady? Uh huh. Uh, that uh, I well, here's the thing. I thought was a win button for a while. I was like, it, and this it was is great for a while for like a hot second, and yeah. then I went online last night. Uh huh. People. People have already learned how to uh, deal with the 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 big tree wife, and it's uh, well. Not- I ain't people. Cause <laughs> I couldn't be people either. Okay. Honestly, like I'm just like giving myself up to the tree wife if that shit comes down on me. Yeah, but uh-huh. <laughs> people been jumping and fucking air air wow. air air blocking all my shit. I'm like, damn, damn. Um, but yeah, um, I uh, am really enjoying this game a lot. What's very funny was that uh, what what you mentioned before about it, there being a like a skill a, a single dedicated skill button yeah um that kind of opened up the space of like not having to do uh the the kind of traditional like inputs technical that executions you do. yeah like you're not doing the Hadouken motion right. you're just hitting R one what's very funny is that I I came in looked at that was really interested uh and then <laughs> went through this is my super tuesday went through the entirety of their like training mode yeah uh which is really good and explains like a bunch of things that a lot of training modes leave out about like the, why you would do the thing right like right? like the core mechanics of like oh this is a thing that you would where where you're learning how to uh, respond to a certain type of thing, which also means that you can then also execute the thing as yes. well, right? Like yes. a mix-up, like being able to jump over someone and like hit them in a, in a way where it, it the hit comes from behind instead of the front, and it's ambiguous, and you got to be able to learn how to read that. Like they explain to you how to do that, mm-hmm. and then you can also then take that knowledge to do it as well in, in your in own your games. Own. Yeah, and the fact that they're like, hey, learn how to defend and anticipate Okay, is this going to be a low attack or a jumping attack? Yeah. And, like, learn how to respond to that specifically is so good. Um, oh, fuck. What's up? I hit play on the Catboy video. Uh-huh. And the volume was max. That's very funny. Uh, when it started. That's just them. That's too just intense. The, Luane and, and, and his bros are just like that. Yeah. Um, the... The... Training modes even go into specific character things. Yeah. Like, here are five combos to learn as this right. character. And briefly, here's why you would use this. Right. The reason you would start with this like powered up version of a fireball so you could rush in behind it. Uh, and they'll have to they'll have to block it right. or try to jump over it, in which case you should get ready to do that. Like that is really, really good. Yeah. Um, just just the idea, just the simple idea of like, here's a, a character jumping in the air and then them getting behind you while something else is coming from the front. Like being uh, a, an option opened up a thing where with Luane, there's like one or two um, like ranged attacks that are kind of slow enough that 
I've gotten to the I've gotten to the using that as mixed up potential of like mm-hmm. there's this missile barrage that kind of hits like da 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 da, but while they're blocking that, I can jump over them and hit them from the back. That's and it's the like play. I wouldn't even thought to try that if right. that that the the thing about mix ups was wasn't in the training. Mode. So wait, did you is the end of that story that you don't use the R ones like special button anymore? And you yeah. So your, in yeah, there's there's a secondary objectives in the training mode that's like hit S ranch. S rank in this training mission, uh, do the training mission in such and such way, and the last one on, on most of these is do the entire training mission using the regular commands. Right. And I went through and did that Same. for all of them, and now I'm not even you. I don't even. I'm not thinking about that. that I I fuck up and like. Oh, this is the other interesting thing about this is that there's a cooldown for skills. Yes. Your skills are all displayed and are, are attached with if you're using the Active skill button. Time battle. Yeah, <laughs> that's not. But it, they are cooldowns. Sure. Yeah. Uh, um, unlike uh, uh, um, uh, uh, you know your average any other uh, fighting every game, other fighting yeah. game where skills you could you can spam Hadouken and the only thing stopping you is the like the the recovery frames after the move. This has like a small cooldown window, uh, uh, like square of like uh, the way the skill button works is that hitting the skill button with a direction either back down forward or without any direction does one of the four different skills that each character has um and then like it and those are all up here under your health bar and you can see when it's on cooldown and it means that there's um you know you're making these decisions on like when to use what skills much more uh thoughtfully because even if you if there's one that you prefer, you're not going to have it available all the time, right? Um, and uh, that with the addition of an evade, which is really cool, where you can uh, actually evade past someone to end up on the other side of them, right. and just yep. also evade in place to avoid uh, projectiles, has, um, like, I don't know, like, I'm really uh, connecting to this in a way that I haven't connected to in a, a, a fighting game of this style since uh, I mean Dragon Balls is like its own thing entirely because of Dragon Ball of Dragon Ball yeah. um, but like a much more complicated game than this in some ways too even though I still right. think that game is compared to other anime fighters much simpler right this this takes it another step and it's not absolutely it's not and it's it's a it's a skill it's like the the skill floor is lower but I feel like there's space I'm still like getting that's fucking that, that, wrecked. Yeah. I'm still trash <laughs> at this game. Uh, and I haven't playing like pretty much every night. Um, and I'm just getting the floors being mopped with me. Um, so I try, there are definitely skill tiers. Right. Uh, and Absolutely. even at the low, low tier rank matches. Who are you, who are you meaning? Mostly Percival. Okay. Um, Percival's dope. I like the reach. I like the, reach is good. I, I like the idea on Percival as a character who like has to find a space to get the like stacks. Right, right. Um, to, to do like, to be as versatile as possible. Um, Percival is a character who there's a but if you hit like down down on an attack button gets uh, a number of charges that make the rest of his move set more powerful. Yeah. Um. And that's fun to like try to find that space. And it's probably why I'm also getting fucking worked. I should just play as grand and should just like right. get good at the basics of the game and just deal with it. But grand's all right. Grand's listen. Grand's got that boot. People that be boot. trying to boot me in the face. <laughs> Um, but it's really good. It's it's gorgeous. It's like yeah. the, the soundtrack is is really good. I like. Have the, you tried the RPG mode? Yeah, it's all right. Okay. It's uh, I haven't. I'm gonna beat it because you I can just... unlock the you can bl- unlock the final boss of the game, uh, who's also a DLC character for free if you beat RPG mode. Oh really? Uh, uh, Beelzebub. Beelzebub. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sick. Okay. Um, so that's that's part of why he's cheaper than the other DLC right. character who everyone is playing now. Yeah, I keep seeing. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
Um, she's um, great, but I'm not paying money until I'm good at this game. So. Same. <laughs> Fuck that. Which also led me to get... I did this backwards. Well, I mean, maybe not backwards, actually. The same way where, like, I also picked up Grand Blue now. Uh, that game Welcome. has some really good... Like, I, I, I see the, like, appeal of its... It's small story moments, yeah, looking really nice and like feeling like they feel nice. They're like, like it, yeah, it reminds me a lot like of Final a... Fantasy fourteen in the sense that like I'm mostly here at this point for characters that yeah. I care about, uh, which is not where I was a hundred hours ago <laughs> with Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, but very quick little story beats hit like really good, and I'm only whatever twelve chapters into Grand Blue Fantasy, the the RPG now, but mm. I'm really enjoying it. I I said this earlier, um, but. There's a there's an event in Grand Blue Fantasy right now called Seeds of Redemption that is a free event. I mean, hmm. all the events are free, but you have to unlock them normally. Um, or I guess the side stories are unlockable as you play through the game uh, and get further and further in the chapters. And those are past events. But Seeds of Redemption you can do right now. It's characters I don't didn't know before I started playing this mode. Yeah. It obviously takes place like far in the future of the campaign <laughs> of like the main thing because everyone knows who you are and you're already friends with all of them. But it's basically like the sky cops are fighting against outer heaven against our <laughs> fantasy outer heaven um and it's sick uh and they're like they're both heroic groups in the fa- in the fiction of this world uh-huh. and so it's it's sort of like the avengers versus x-men type vibe right where it's like oh the fucking the slightly more militarist superheroes are fighting the slightly more slightly more outsider it's, it's, militarist superheroes new um, avengers versus uh right what was the other yeah yeah and, oh, and secret uh, avengers secret right. avengers yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it actually, like, the way that they tell that story is really good. You can play it out pretty much out the gate, I think at least within the first five chapters of Grand Blue Fantasy. Um, and it just, like, tells a story using the mechanics of a, of a mobile RPG extremely <laughs> well. And without getting into spoilers, they very much, like, use every vector possible down to ability names and stuff uh-huh. to tell the story. Um, cool. and, it, and it has a number of fights where you, instead of playing just your character, are playing the characters from the story you're playing through and using their abilities. Uh, and that is, it's just like, mwah, it's so good. <laughs> it's like choreographed RPG fights in a way that you don't get a lot of. In And it's just great. So go play that. Seeds of Redemption is the, the current currently ongoing event in the Grand Blue Fantasy mobile game. Uh, that's all I got. I'm going to yeah. try to play some verses. We should try to play some. I need to play yes. against people who I won't be embarrassed to play against because <laughs> of how trash I am. Um, it's oh, fine. Wow. Yeah. Um, everyone's trash. Yeah. Ego We're is bad. Tra- yeah. I, I, I don't <laughs> mind being trash against randos. It's harder to be trash against friends. That's fair. You know? Yes. Um, <laughs> I think that's going to do it for real for us. We don't have time to go get a sandwich anymore, Kato. Uh, I think there's we food fucked upstairs. Up. Okay. We'll take a look at food upstairs yeah. and see what we can do. Uh, thank you for joining us this week. We'll be back next week with more Waypoint Radio. Um, I guess, as always, I'm going to leave it open real quick. Is there anything on the site people should go read over the weekend? Uh... Well, you should definitely read that piece about the, like, Banjo, the <laughs> cutely named surveillance panopticon company that is operating uh, Utah. in yeah. Utah. big feature yeah. this week. Yeah. Uh, it is eye-opening and it is like kind of horrifying the degree to which massive invasions of privacy uh, privacy are being signed off on by people who don't understand the full ramifications of what they are agreeing to to slick con men and i think this is kind of one of the first like there's 
already kind of a privacy crisis, but one of the things that really comes through in this piece is there is a literacy crisis among policymakers sure. when discussing these new technologies that uh, bad actors or uh, irresponsible actors are really easily taking advantage of. Uh, so I think that is a piece people should definitely check out. It's not about games, but uh, here's here's the part. Like, there's a part of my brain, Austin. I hate this part of my brain. I read the storm like this is extremely bad, but it's extremely good cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's it's we fucked up in general. I feel like I feel like we've been we've aestheticized our taste has been aestheticized such that. We don't react as severely as we should for stories like this. This story is uh, available on, on Motherboard. Uh, you can search for the headline, This Small Company is Turning Utah into a Surveillance Panopticon uh, by Jason Emanuel and Joseph Cox. So shout-outs to them. Um, all right. You can follow us, as always, on Twitter, twitter.com slash waypoint, waypoint.vice.com. Uh, waypoint.zone still still brings us here. Follow me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. Follow waypoint, twitter.com slash waypoint. Kato, where can people find you? Fucking in B rank, getting my ass wolfed. You're a B rank? See, that's what I'm saying. I can't play against you. <laughs> I'm barely. I'm like, I can't play B1 against you. Or what, uh, I don't want to talk to you. Okay. You're too Jesus. good for me. Motherfucker <laughs> out here. Damn. They don't let me in to B rank. Patrick, where can people find you? At Patrick Club. And Rob Zachney. Uh, at Rob Zachney. All Twitter. right. I hope everyone has a great weekend. As always, I. Can I tell you something I realized? That I'd have to put it in the world because I have to not ever say it for real. As I realize mm. in a worse world, there's a world in which I genuinely say, fuck capitalism, go to the polls. <laughs> and can't do it. I can't. It's can't so it. bad. And I oh. can't because I know that electoral politics aren't the only uh, way, important way in which to resist capitalism. You have to do other things. Mm-hmm. And one of those things is you have to say, fuck capitalism, go home. <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, but you also can't lose one election also, and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm done, done with electoralism. Yeah, exactly. Electoralism <laughs> is, yes. We have to fight on every front, people. It's a siege, not a battle. Exactly. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's go see what's upstairs. Uh, the white cheddar smart corn is. <laughs> what? Oh, I see it. Yes. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, get out of here, Rob. <laughs> what? Wow, what a disappointing perspective that is. What's what? that? Oh, yeah, you're not on the oh, couch wow. anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
thought you meant he tweeted something. And I was like, what? What happened? What? What's going on? Yeah, right I now? was like, oh man, what take did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> well, Rob, where to begin on that question? Yeah, that's that's true. Can't believe we're gonna have another fucking breaking story, breaking politics story of the day. <laughs> Wait, what's the breaking story? Warren shopping. shopping. I realized the timing is really rough. I really yeah. was kind of hoping that like she would be able to time it so she could drop out uh, after a debate where she just goes fangs out yeah. for Biden. Yeah, I don't. I. Um, but like, otherwise, she, well, she would spend the whole debate being asked. The fuck are you still doing here? Yeah. Which would be just like humiliating, and you know, for whatever your problems with her, she deserves better than that. Yeah. Yep. And also, I saw that uh, Tulsi Gabbard qualifies for the debate because she got one delegate. They're going to change those rules. They're going to change those rules. <laughs> they kind of have to, right? They have to because fuck Tulsi. It would be very. Because like, at this funny. point, it's no, no nobody's going to raise their ire. No one's going to be like, ah. Well, uh-huh. you know, unfair to Tulsi. I mean, yeah, they'll be them. You know, yeah, of uh, course. the intercept will be very upset. Yeah. But um, God, get them. God, um, fuck. Uh, shouts to the uh, leftist center right of the centrist of the, <laughs> the Democratic Party. Class hands. Fuck the intercept. <laughs> yeah, God. I will say that that uh, the intercept podcast intercepted uh, has some has some good episodes. They it's have probably... some good stuff. I mean, wait, wait, wait. Why just... is the intercept bad? I think it's less. Yeah, than the, I, I don't like Grant Greenwald. I was like, say, I bet like, you it's less than. Yes. I think he's a fucking dirtbag that does some good things, but mostly is like <laughs> oh. a piece of shit. And so he taints everything beneath him. Even though you're right, Rob, there are really good writers, there are reporters, some really good writers that, that do good work man. there. It's mostly so just. I, <laughs> I've seen some things that suggest like there are people who work at the Intercept who do not like how heavily yes. associated the site that is. That makes Glenn. sense. That would make a lot of sense. As people who've worked at media companies our lives, throughout our lives, <laughs> uh-huh. and who sometimes don't like the associations that come therein, you know, you gotta, you gotta fucking have your platform. I don't know. Um, uh, all right. Time.is... Time.is warns us that mm. it is daylight savings time this weekend. Oh, Hell yeah. Get ready to leap ahead. Love to get an get hour ready. of my weekend still. Just, just boom, gone. No. Fucking they Christ put it on the weekend. Have, love it to have not be on a dark work day? at 4 p.m. Also, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'll, take, I would, I'll take it on a weekend over a work day. Not that I have like a distinction at this point. As <laughs> right. <every day. laughs> but also don't work every, like it's, yeah. anyway. Um. We should uh, do 37. Let's do it again. Mine Uh, skipped. Yep, yep. 42. It's quicker. That was a two-second lead, and we got it. That was. I was like, damn, let's let's (laughs) do in the hurry. I don't know if we can do it any faster than that. (laughs) That was. What's the athletic article on that? On the podcast (laughs) hurry-up cloud. (laughs) And the efficiency rating therein. All right. The oral history of the podcast. <laughs> Hurry up, clap. God. No, that is now a Deadspin article. Like, literally. Could imagine. God. Uh, rip. Somehow they'll be mad about Bill Simmons in yes. there somewhere. Yes, yes.